mutual respect. Whereas you see, I'm not. If I said it, I said it. I think in his eyes, if I were to assume, I think it's just like, all right, cool. You're not your, you're not your average female. Whereas it's like, yo, nigga, like I will match you on every level, no matter what field you're in. Intellectually, there's not a lot of people fucking with Brie Brie, though. And I'm not discrediting that at all. I'm I know, not I know, I'm playing. not saying that you are. But I'm I just think, saying, th- in general, I'm making oh, yeah. a statement. And last mm-hmm. Saturday, he learned that. But some people in the in the most to. direct way. But you have to. It's like, and wasn't ready for it. But you have to. You can't tell me like, all right, cool. You're gonna throw a little bit of shade and think I'm gonna be submissive. Like, no, I'm a different female. I'm built different, B. Like I went through the jungle. Well, different so person in general, because yeah. there's there's a lot of niggas that will backpedal on. Of course, on that. of course, but because whatever we say on this bitch is permanent. Once it go, mm-hmm. once it once it uploads, like it, it's so, there. Whatever I said about whoever, and I said a lot of shit about a lot of niggas. I met every word in person. Right. Yeah, nigga, I said that shit. So what? What do you want? You, 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 what the fuck? What do you want to do? But I think, but I think when people do ask that, they kind of have the expectation of you backpedaling or trying. And this is what I'm saying. So to you, you thought I was bitch made, and I'm not. No, I know. Yeah. personally. Not you. Oh yeah, but, yeah. My man. Yeah, he probably did, and he found out the hard way. Hey man. So and in that situation, it's kind of like I got her back over, over, like in the situation. I don't know. That should go with a Tyson fight. <laughs> that, the thing is, <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting about thirty-five. Oh what? Fair what? Man, I'm doubling up my bets because of the Brie and the argument. Oh, that's leave shit. Or in a fist old. fight <laughs> you got with certain old. niggas. All right, listen. Just all she needs is one. Just know we got. All she needs is one good one, like Derek Lewis. All she needs is one, like Derek Lewis and Deontay Wilder. If she catches you with that right, it's a wrap. But uh, let's let's get into it, bruh. Let's, let's get into it. What's up on my name? What's up on my name? We don't own the rights. We don't own the rights. We are back. Episode 222. Pre-game podcast. Let's get it, nigga. What's up? Turn up the city. I bust up the notch. Hey. This nigga always got hits that don't sound like hits when they first come out. Hanging up back when I'm gripping aside. We do not own the rights to this music. Young Thug, do not sue us. The record label that he is on, do not sue us. We ain't got no monies for you. Hey, everything lady, you love Right. Yeah, because you keep picking at it. And that's, I thought you were the third one. All right, all right, all right. Damn shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, fam, I'm like, yo, why is she like just her with it? She'll just like with the bag, and then it's like. She always needs something in her hands, bro. No, understandable, but it's like bag, then like, mm, little graceful piece. Yeah, she, two, right? Because she's at least two. But not two whole pieces. I took She'll be high in about 10 minutes, and then her whole vibe will be like glorious. She'll be doing this shit before you. <laughs> That's another judgmental moment. No, I don't, but I don't discredit that though, because I understand. This I, nigga I was doing that. 
You got to, bro. If you no, you don't. Yes, bro. you do. No, you don't. So if you fit your hands, hands. Oh, yeah. where you got monies? She Let me get a dollar. For the ice cream truck. Well, I'm joking, nigga. I'm joking. First of all, where'd you get these on? I thought this is out of state because it's not in state. I don't like I don't like that. <laughs> Yo, Sassy, <laughs> what you need, Playboy? <laughs> Yo, Playboy. Ashley yeah. has a cash in the head. What you need, Playboy? Like, what you need? What you need, man? I, <laughs> I don't like how a tone change. Bro, what you need, Playboy? Like, I got you. I think I would have been the illest drug dealer if I ever decided to do it. Hey, man, listen. Trust me. I tell you all the time, the best drug dealers are female drug dealers. Because I don't know why they go straight to business doing bullshit. They're like, yo, where's my money at? And that's straight. Point blank, period. You're speaking from experience, sir. Like I mean, you know. Like you guys. Most, most female drug dealers also know that you need a guy to front it. Thanks. So that um, you can, uh, because people don't, unfortunately, men don't respect women as much until mm-hmm. you get to the point where you, where they have to respect you. Thanks. See, last weekend. Mm. I'm just kidding. Kinda had to had to take your shots, but uh, that's cool. Yo, Wagwan, my people. I took it on the chin. Sorry, not you, Nick. No, I'm messing, I'm messing, I'm messing, messing around. It was a joke. It was a joke. Okay, it was a joke. okay. It was just a making joke. sure. Sometimes, yeah, dry joke. sometimes, no, no, you're good. You're joke. good, bro. You're good. Okay. Sometimes, yaka yaka, yaka yaka yaka. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> shit goes over your head. You sometimes said shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we was like, all right. You gotta stop wasting your wit on this nigga. Can I'm, you please? I'm trying to like osmosis. Listen, observe straightforward. Straightforward. No nuance. Listen, I catch it. It's, it's the liquor. I'm sorry, it's the liquor. Okay. Look at well, shit. we are back. Episode 222 of the pregame he podcast. Wole, Bree Bree. Thompson is here this week. Yes, Hallelujah. The Let's whole gang. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, man, we might have a couple guests joining us later, Tanito and Chris. But it's a possibility. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Like seeing a, sh- a, sh- a shooting star anytime during a given year, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it could happen. It like might getting not back happen. more than you paid for on a scratch ticket. It's a possibility. It could, it could happen. It's very rare, but. Things it's happened before, <laughs> and there have been stranger things that have happened in <laughs> yeah. life. Thomas is geeking already. Yeah, yeah, he's done, bro. He's done. He's I'm done. sorry, yo. That's classic. I, I guess that's it's a good true. That's it's a good true. It's true. Uh, all right, but we're back, man. Episode 222. Uh, let's get right to the check in. How are you feeling? Uh, actually, I'll go first. I'll go first. Solid week, man. First week. Post grandmother's funeral, <laughs> and it was it was solid, man. Like I had to go back to work this week after being on vacation all last week, and it was Monday was a weird day. It was just a weird day. Like I had to catch up on 120 emails. Mm. That wasn't fun. That's disgusting. Um, I had to like respond to at least 40 of them, motherfuckers, because at least 80 of them were just like. You know, th- threads from other things that, you know, I hate that shit. But like going back to work was weird. Monday was definitely a weird day. But as the week progressed, it got it got better and a little easier to just deal with life. And the fact that I'm back at work, it's kind of trash, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I did what I had to do today. I spoke to a, two, two eighth grade classes and a virtual career day. Um at a, a school called Blake Middle School. It's a it's a K through twelve, but I spoke to the middle school kids. Um and that was first thing in the morning. That was like eight thirty to nine twenty. 
this morning and that was pretty dope. Um, I actually, it actually helped me release a lot of emotions that I'm still reeling from, you know, my grandma's passing and mm -hmm. just all the violence that's been happening in the city. It always feels good to like share your knowledge and pay it forward to the generation that's coming behind us. And that shit made my fucking day. And even the staff received it really well. So can I say, I'm just so proud of the fact that you woke up this morning and chose leadership. Mm. <laughs> Not violence. Thank you. Leadership. Thank you, my dear. Mm. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah. And then, you know, that was cool. And the staff received it well. And I got a lot of compliments and a lot of thank yous. And I always love that. And yeah, it was just a solid day. You know, it was payday. Niggas got his jewelry on. I don't know what I'm doing tonight, but my ass will be shaking somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Who wants to go next? One of y'all. Oh, no. And now you've untied it. All right. So she goes next. Um... Guys, I did. You did, to, guys? Guys, I guys, did. I, I heard guys, I did. And I was, yeah. It sounded off a little weird, but I, I, I'm fine. I that. did a lot more okay. uh, right. running <laughs> this week. Copy. I did a lot more running this week than I have in the like previous running? week. Running? Running. Running. Um, Running. I had to put my nitrous on because um, I got asked to support another organization um, within my network. Mm. And I was in the middle of doing something. And then I got called to support for a little five-year-old who decided it was go time and he was going to run. Mm. And he wasn't going to hear nothing anybody was saying. They was like, he's, he's nonverbal. One word, yada, yada, yada. So I'm looking at this kid. I'm like, no, he's not. I'm like, one word's not going to work. And I'm like, y'all, there's, there's four or five adults sitting here. He runs. Y'all chase him. Either it's a game or I'm running because I'm being chased. What the fuck is wrong with you? So I'm like, all right, relax. Y'all going to split up. The whole point, he, he'll get tired soon. Make sure he just doesn't go out the door. So we're going to split up. And... I got him to get his shoe on. But then as soon as I was able to get to him, he looked around and recognized that there were so many people around him. And now he's like, I just want to get out of here. And they they are not recognizing that. They're not getting it. So I'm like, okay. These are staff adults? Adults, yeah. <sighs> One of the highest paid people in the building. Two of the highest paid people in the building. Oh, man. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. So home dude starts running again, and I'm like, all right. Last time I let somebody else run with him. So I ran ran ahead of him and started running backwards. And I was like, so we were going. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, so we need to break him from whatever's going on right now because mm. he's feeling overwhelmed. I pulled out my yo-yo, mm. and I was doing the yo-yo. But then he and he was engaged with it with a while, for a while. But then when he tried to do it and recognized that he couldn't do it because the string was too long, mm -hmm. he got fed up and wanted to run again. Mm. And I was like, oh, I got other shit. So I put the mints up my pocket, and mm. I always carry Altoids because of the, like, the yes. Okay. Copy. So I'm like, I'm like, you want one? And he's like, and he knows what that is, so he opens it and he takes one. And I was like, yo, can I have one? I took one. All right. So he's trying to give the other person one, and I'm like, as we're walking, I'm like, shake, shake, shake. 
Man, I said, shake it. Shake, shake, shake. He shakes it. Shake, shake, shake. He shakes it. So I'm like, we just need to get him calmed down. It's never a good look mm-hmm. to have six or seven adults chasing after one kid. Copy. He's going to run. Copy. Yeah. Because either it's a game or it's him trying to protect himself. Mm-hmm. Mom comes in. She's like, she's saying stuff. I'm watching him react to what she's saying. I said, this boy's not nonverbal. Mm-hmm. I watched him on the, on the stairs tell me, don't want to go down. Going upstairs. Mm-hmm. So he's going where he, he figures he's going where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. I said, he's not nonverbal. I said, he speaks full sentences. And the person was like, no, he doesn't. I think mom's delusional. I said, let me tell you what he said to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as mom was talking, he was having a, a, a reaction to what mom was saying because she heard, he heard mom say that she's taking away his TV. So you can't tell me that he doesn't understand what we're, what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I said, if the kid wants to run every single day, and this is what he's been doing, Every single day, he's exploring this building. Mm. Give him the opportunity that whoever's working with him does this. You need more than one person to be working with him so mm. that you can embed certain phrases within him. Mm. So when you say, I don't care if you say red, yellow, green. Mm. I don't care if you say free, stop, whatever. I was like, if this is what you're doing, he needs to know in, in times of an emergency or times of playing. But first, before he understands it, he needs to see somebody else understand it. Okay. So you say, this is what they're doing. Okay, yep. maybe yeah. this is what I should do. This is what we're all doing. And if mm. everybody's running, if you run with him, because I was running with him. And when I tell you this little boy's like skinny little thing, he's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid, man. That he's a kid. Sense. He was out. I caught up to him and then got in front of him and started running backwards. And I was like, "What we doing? What we doing? Mm-hmm. What we doing?" And I'm like, "If you're if you're gonna do that, make it a point to where you can use what he's already doing mm-hmm. to teach him what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. He needs to be able to take social cues. Yeah. And one of them was like, "I don't understand what you mean." So my niece. I went to go pick her up, and I was like, let me show you what I mean. When I talk to her, I can say certain things, and it's part of the game, but it's also part of what's serious. So I said, I said to my niece, I was like, huh, two, three, four, she turned to me, figured out where I was standing, started stomping like this. Why? Because it's a game, right? Mm. And I was like, set, march. She starts marching. I say, freeze. She froze. Mm. We're building... The capacity and the behavior. So now, if we're in this and walking out, and she decides to run somewhere, say we're playing a game, she decides to run towards the street. If I say freeze, she's so conditioned to freeze that she freezes, mm. and I don't have to yell at her. Mm. But we have to. These are the things that other people don't see, and in my mind, that's like common sense. Mm. But to other people, it's not. So when I bring up these things... Common sense is not so common. Yeah. When I bring up these things, they're like... It doesn't make sense. Like, So kids, I'll play with them and I go... I'll go laugh at them and I go, so big. Right? Mm-hmm. And they go, why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why do you do that? I'm like, there's a reason why I do that. Because if they're ever choking, I need them to put their arms up. Mm-hmm. I need them to know that if I say so big, you raise your arms. Mm-hmm. You're not going to panic. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to raise your arms. It was just weird. But I was I, I was like, I was shocked because everybody was at the other end of the hallway. And I had ran past him and was running backwards in front of him. And I was like, you know, muscles of somebody who played sports really don't forget that. Even if they don't use it every day. And it's, it's made me want to be a lot more active just to see what I could do. Because mm. that, was, that was legit. Mm. Running 
with a kid will definitely uh-huh. spark that. Man, listen. <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, it's been an interesting week full of like, I feel like it's been tests to see because I've been on some, some Zen shit lately. And it's been, I feel like it's been tests to see how, how well my Zen is actually working. Word. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm not about to do is worry about things I can't control. Nice. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about next week. In fact, I took today off, Monday and Tuesday. Hey, there you go. You got them days. Take do, them days. Do what I needed to do. And the craziest part about it is I was just going to take Monday. Um, I took Friday. This Friday, I already scheduled it a month in advance because mm-hmm. I had a doctor's appointment. I was like, I'm not going back to um, work mm-hmm. after the doctor's appointment at 1030. That makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, I brought it up and my boss was like, you need one day, you need more days. I was like. If you're going to give them. I nice. said, I said, I said, give me a day to think about. I'll get back to you tomorrow. <laughs> and you got back to him with two more days. Hey, play boy. Throw mm-hmm. that day now. <laughs> I was like, Throw you know what? I said, I didn't answer you that day because I wanted to really think about what I needed in the moment and what it looks like to take care of myself. Hmm. And I'm deciding that I'm going to take two days um, hmm. for next week. If that's cool with you, I'll send you an email with the information or whatever, just so that you have it and you can create the alert for me being out of office. Mm. Boom. All set. And I think the reason why they were so receptive to it, because I walk around around the organization all day. All day, I'm like, did you eat breakfast? And they're like, or I'm like, what do we have for breakfast? And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, "Hmm, doesn't sound like self-care to me. Mm. That's important. Did you drink water today? Uh, I had I had coffee. Coffee's not water. Nice. I'll be back in about an hour. Let me know how much water you've drank in the last hour. Hmm. And that's how you're talking to your co- colleagues. Yeah, and my bosses. <clears throat> Thought you didn't care anymore. I absolutely care, and you know why I care? Because we can't teach these kids if how to not, take care 100%. of themselves when they're not taking care of ourselves. Yeah. How am I supposed to teach someone that I can't do my show? And and especially when, with the bosses, because you can't understand somebody having a good work life balance if you don't have one for yourself. True. Very, very true. Very, very true. Good shit, man. Good shit. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I just RIP to everyone we've lost. Um mm-hmm. we have to make changes in most states, but I'm gonna talk about my city. And I'm going to say, our kids should know that they have options. Mm-hmm. Our kids should never feel like the only option they have is the streets. They were doing a poor job as adults if our youth coming up believe that the only option they have is the streets. Yep. Yep. Anything else? That's it. Just, 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 just be the change you want to see. Um. Mm-hmm. Right. I wish we'd go go back to old school. Like the times when like people was like, Oh, little nigga, get off the block. You know what I mean? I mean you can do that. It's, it's just it's that they're gonna tell you to off I'm talking yourself. about I'm talking about the ones the ones who was on the block doing like I feel like the code for the streets is no longer there. And it's been it's been depleting for, for decades now. That's because there's no That's OGs. OGs, yeah. And the OGs that are that do exist don't give a fuck That's about the young boys. Yeah. They set them up. They put them on. They tell them who to who to rob, who to lick. They carry on with the generational nonsense, but they haven't instilled any of those street values that keep 
You know, remember y'all remember in the wire when um fucking Avon and Stringer were trying to get at this nigga uh Omar and mm-hmm. Stringer was getting frustrated because every attempt that they put on this nigga Omar's life failed. So he put two niggas on him to tell him because they knew what kind of van he was driving. Mm-hmm. And they the only fucking routine thing that Omar did was every Sunday he took his grandma to church. I was consistent. The, these niggas told Stringer, yo, he takes his grandma to church every single day. And I mean every single Sunday. And it, this is where she lives, da da da. And then Stringer brought it to Avon and he was like, Bro. You don't touch that. He was like, My nigga, you know the rules. No war on Sunday. That's the code. Mm-hmm. You don't make an attempt on a man's life on Sunday, number one. And especially if they with grandma, mom, we don't fuck we don't kill families. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. And String said, fuck it. Do that shit anyway. Told his two flunkies to make an attempt on Omar's life. He tried. The only thing he killed was grandma's hat. And then that's what set Omar off. He was like, oh, so Boxdale wants the war. Boxdale and String want a war? I'm hitting every fucking stash house these niggas got until them bitch ass niggas come outside and see me one on one. But String went against the code and did what he wanted to do out of ego. He went to his to his main nigga who ran the shit and was like, yo, should we do this? This is how we get him. He was like, nah, gotta be another way. And he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna do it anyway. And ultimately that's what led to his demise. That's what led the string. Well, that was one domino that fell. The second one was when he lied to Brother Muzon, the Muslim nigga from New York, and tried and got him shot. Muslim. He tried to. He blamed it on Brother. He blamed. He blamed his the assassination attempt on Brother Muzon. And sick them niggas against each other. And then when they found out what was what, it was a rap for string. A- Avon had to. He had to let him go. But like, there's always consequences. You know what I'm saying? And we don't have any legitimate OGs. Chris talks about this all the time. And he was telling me a story last week about a young bo- a young bull that's, that buys off him and, and, and flips it or whatever. But, like, he got played by another OG because he didn't listen to what Chris was trying to tell him. And he's like, yo, you just got to be patient. Keep doing what you're doing. You're not going to get price <coughs> from anyone else but me. So keep, just be patient, da 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 do-do-do. He got greedy. He took his money to this other OG nigga, gave him like a couple hundred bucks more than he usually gives Chris to get a little bit more product. And then when he went to re-up, dude had nothing for him. And was like, nah, that was a one-time deal. When Chris was like, yo, I told you. (laughs) Every week, you can come to me. And like, it's always here. With me, but even I that, told you it's trial and error, bro. Honestly, for the young bows, yeah. but like at least he made the at least at least he made the attempt to try to mentor this guy. Mm-hmm. This kid didn't want to listen. There's a lot of niggas out here. In terms of the violence, bro, there's so many niggas out here, young bows that are just bugging, bro. Yeah. Yesterday I went to the memorial for the 19 year old girl. I didn't want to uh, talk about yeah. this shit, but my homegirl shout out to Sophie and we are sis for. Coordinating the memorial it was beautiful. A bunch of kids out there, and I was pissed off that I, I didn't want to get up and say anything, and and put out a call to action to the kids because it wasn't my place. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about anything. I think the people who spoke spoke from the heart, and the words were heard. 
But I know for a fact, none of the people who left there that aren't already doing the work are going to try to get into this line of work. I know for, especially the kids. There was like 80 kids out there, bro. Well over 120 people at this vigil for this young lady. But she got murdered sitting in the car with some dude that she talked to. And that nigga's still alive. You got to live with that, bro. Mm -hmm. You got this girl killed. That's why ladies' drug dealers really ain't it. Like, you got this nigga, you got this young lady killed, bro. And you're still alive, man. They sprayed your car with an AR, bro. And not a, not no Glock, not no 45 with an AR, an automatic assault rifle, bro. 19 years old, that girl was. In year up. Graduated from high school in the fucking pandemic. Overcoming virtual learning for an entire year. Was in her third semester of one of the best non-traditional higher education programs that we have in the country and was doing the right thing and her life was still cut short because hmm. she was with some nigga some little nigga like come on the bro. problem is that a lot of these a lot of these young motherfuckers first of all we we hustle out of a sense of necessity we should but it's we don't never it was never supposed to be hustling came out of a a sense of they won't give it to us. We got to figure out another way to get it. Yeah. And we got to make it happen because nobody else will allow us in the room. That's not the case anymore, though, Bree. You no, know that. It's, it, the, the case in, that's happening now is that people are highlighting this life and motherfuckers think it's easy or that they got it all figured out. The fact of the matter is the most intelligent person in any realm will tell you they don't know everything. Mm. And these young motherfuckers think they know everything. And that's one of the biggest problems. Mm -hmm. There's a code to this shit. You don't just write it as you go along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can't make up new rules. There's a lot of, lot of OG lyrics in that shit that tells you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of the rules and shit. Rules but, to the end. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep no, our no, no. energy down. We're not, we're not gonna keep Man. the energy down. As we go into Thompson's check-in, let me just say this. Protect your peace. Mm. Nobody or nothing is worth your peace. Exactly. And my journey right now is to protect my peace by any means. Word. All right, my brother, it's on you. Uh, my check-in will piggyback off uh, Miss Bree Bree's check-in with dealing with a child. Um, for the past two episodes, obviously I was not here due to my father obligations to my son. And um, to be honest with you, I don't regret any second, any moment, any minute whatsoever with him. And it put me in hindsight to compare, or not compare, but to understand what it is to be a parent and be obligated for another life. Um, granted, shout out to his mother for, you know, doing what she needs to do. But for the time duration of him being underneath my care, it was granted on the fly because um, I didn't expect to, I didn't foresee for him to stay with me long. But at the same token, it's one of those things where it's like, yo, sink or swim. You know, this is real life shit, and this is this is what it is. So you have to make the accommodations, you have to make the sacrifices, so on and so forth. And personally, having that time duration with him and that bonding moment to learn to understand, reinforce good behavior. You know, granted, his you know secondary cousin. <laughs> Feels like he's a badass. <laughs> Feels like I know. 
Is that a badass? Is that a badass? All children are bad as fuck. First of all, if you can't admit that your child's an asshole, you're doing it wrong. He's not an asshole. He's just aggressive. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, he's correct. An you're, you're absolutely you're correct. Doing it wrong. He's an he's a jerk. He's not a jerk. All children are jerks. He's not a jerk. All you're children are assholes. Your, your, <laughs> your child is not exempt. Can I can I tell you why all children are assholes? What's because up? we teach them to be self centered. We we structure our lives around them, mm. their needs, their wants, mm. their joy. They're crying. They're hurt. We coddle them. We protect them. We teach them. them to be assholes. So if your child is not an asshole and you can't acknowledge the fact that your child is an asshole, that means you're not trying to change the fact that your child is an asshole. Well, I will say this. I strongly believe. And if you're the ghost of future's past, nigga, <laughs> what the fuck is your spawn? Yo, that's a different. That's a different. That's, that's not different. different. That's different. If so. you're the fucking ghost of future's <laughs> past, baby, stop laughing. You're making this worse. What the fuck is your spawn? You're nigga? making this worse. So let me. If let me. you're respectfully <laughs> Justin, he's respectfully ZZ, nigga. Nah, first of all, as, as as kids, we learn to care for others. Mm -hmm. We learn to we start off being dependent, mm -hmm. and then we become independent, mm -hmm. and then we become interdependent. Mm -hmm. We learn that every the world doesn't. We learn that then we learn to be dependent when we're learning and we're forming our our natural bonds mm -hmm. and all of those things. And our levels of development towards mm -hmm. middle schools when people start to learn to be independent from mm -hmm. their own thought, decide who they're going to be, what they mm -hmm. want to do, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. As life goes on, anywhere between high school and death, we learn that we live in an independent, interdependent world, and nobody can make it out here on the No, first. So, being that your son is the age that he is, mm -hmm. and he is dependent, mm -hmm. he is an asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. To ease his own. Continue, I'm gonna agree to disagree. But it's, 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 all my friends is rats. It's, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Perfect. No, perfect. But uh, being man, like honestly, I I don't regret any moment. His little flare ups from me just trying to talk to him and just reinforce good behavior, or just letting him just be him and let him be in his own element. And it was dope. You know, what I mean, like it was it was a, most definitely a bonding experience. Um. And I loved it. Loved every moment about it. There was some behavior that reminded me of myself. There was some behavior that reminded me of his mother. And um, honestly, I I would never trade it whatsoever. And like I slightly get emo. I well, obviously I'm gonna get emotional about it because it's my kid. But As it's you like, it's it's one of those. You get emotional whenever you have to feel emotional. No, of course. And like it was it was dope, man. And like um, you know, and one thing that you had said within this past week when I went when I went to go pick up uh, Wale's mom's crib. It was like, yo, like, he most definitely needs you in his life. And, like, to me, that's very pivotal as a black man or just a man in general. Saying, like, hey, look, your kid needs you in your life. Point blank, period. You know, mm -hmm. and granted, there's a lot of responsibilities and those that just simply say opt out of their responsibilities. But I've seen and I've heard acknowledgement from those that don't really owe me anything. You know, from your statement, from my father's statement, say, hey, look, you know, you're doing a good job right now. And I only had a short period of time. I'm waking up early, making sure he's dressed, washed, fed, taken care of. Rather, someone's watching him. I'm watching him, finagling my schedule. And like the fact that my father saw that fire, and you know, African parents they don't give like to give credit at all. They would just say, "Okay, good job," and that's it. Or you could do better, and that's their way of. Or like, that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And for him to verbatim say like, "Yo, you're doing a good job," and um, and those my fellow brethren and i mean the art fathers from my barber eli for saying like yo bro like 
that's a pleasure meeting your son for the first time, bro. Like, I know we, I cut your hair, and you've been talking about it for so long, and for him to actually see him, you know, nice seeing him at this age, you know, um, you know, and then extended family members that I, 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 I condone, which I accepted. It was like, hey, look, like my family is very small, and we're, my immediate family is it's only in Rhode Island. That's it. I, I was, the closest family member I have is in Chicago. That's the next closest family member. So those that I have friendships with, I consider family. Uh -huh. I mean, and I don't say that loosely because it means a lot to me. And those that are saying like, yo, yeah, I want to see little man. You know, pull him over here, all this extra stuff, da, da, da. I would love to hang out with him. It's all good. What do you need? And they're offering this. And I'm like, nah, he's good, da, da, da. I'm like, nah, it's all good. Give him the juice box. Give him the snacks. Give him this, da, da, da. And to see that, that love just for him, just not only for just for him alone, but for just extension of me, of me being the person I am, it, it meant a lot. And um, and I say this sincerely, and like I try not to, you know, get too emotional about it, but it means a lot for that because you don't owe me anything. You know, mm -hmm. granted, we met through school, met through playing basketball, whatever program or whatever thing we was doing. For people to say that wholeheartedly. I took that very personal because it's like, hey, look, even though I had a short span, uh, time span with him, but for people to recognize what I'm trying to do, what I would love to do, and I'm trying to instill with him to be the best man that he needs to be, I want that immediate circle around him because I know it's going to mold him to the man that he needs to be or okay. the man that he wants to be. You know, and to me, I can appreciate. I can really appreciate that perspective. No, of I'm course. just going to pause you to What's say up, that. Baby? I really appreciate that perspective. Um, so what now? Now, um, you know, I just continue to what what I can do and the means of what I what I have, the use of resources that I can uh that that allows me to mold him into the person that he 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 would I would love for him to be. Not necessarily I'm trying to mold him into like an idea that I have in my head. I want him to be the best version of Z. Now, how, I mean, how has this impacted your um view of his mother and what she does every day? Um one, it most definitely for those that are single parents and those that are 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 rather disconnected oh. from. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Oh, I'm sorry, I did stutter. I did stutter, but it it puts a limelight for those that fathers that didn't want to take responsibility and left it into the mother's hands. All the niggas that went to the store for cigarettes and Pretty never much. came back. Oh yeah, you know I man. All came from. Uh, there's like, a lot. There's a lot of motherfuckers who never went to the store. But are are right around um, the corner. <laughs> unemployed when it comes to parenting. And and and, and whatever the, the 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 dynamic of it, rather be your the father's choice of saying, "Hey, I don't want to be involved," or whatever issue it is. My goal is that, or the the intent is that this child didn't ask to be here. It happened because of whatever sexual activity. Obviously, we know how babies get here. But this child has to be here, and now it's not about you, it's about the child. Mm -hmm. And knowing the day-to-day -day activity that the mother been through, I don't discredit where it's just like, hey, look, if you're tired, let me know. If I sense that you're tired, okay, cool, I'll call later. Or if there's anything I can possibly do, rather be sending clothes, whatever it may be. And I mean, I'm going to do it at my best of my ability. And to be honest with you, I've been contemplating personally as far as being closer to him. So I've been thinking about relocating. And rather, if we don't relocate, then it's like, all right, let's have a system where he's able to accommodate for both sides of the family. His mother's side of the family, as well as my side of the family, is up here. Her father's side of the family is predominantly down there. So it's like, hey, look, I'm all about family. I don't have a lot of family members. 
keep that in mind. So my thing is like, yo, look, if a family member wants to see him, I will do my best of my ability, and I can only control my actions. So may I may I ask? Um, and I'm kind of gonna feed you this answer. Not even gonna front. You are, and I know. I already know. I know what direction. No, I know. But I know what direction you're going. I know what direction. Do you foresee certain seasons that he spends with you? I do. I do. I foresee it, and I I think it will happen. And um, you know. So here's the thing: when you said I don't discredit, mm-hmm. not discrediting someone is not necessarily the same as giving them credit. Um, and the only reason why I say that is because I'm very proud of you for what you you did and what you were able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also what his mom does every single and I day. Never, and I never. No, no, no. I'm not. Let me finish because I'm not saying that you're discrediting her. I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm saying mm-hmm. what. As much as I know that you want to be, as much as I know that you want to be, um, what you want to be and what you would have been if he had been closer, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we give men credit for doing the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like you change the diaper, oh, that's a real man right there. Yeah. That's a real man right there. And I want, I want the people that I surround myself with mm-hmm. to want to be so much more mm-hmm. than the minimal requirements that society has for a man when it comes to raising a child and that's the only reason why i say that and i Mm. i think that as as he grows you grow Mm. as well so Mm. i'm appreciating the opportunity for you to share exactly what's going on with you and and knowing that like he's the my sister right Mm. and that's the reason why i say this my mom single parent Mm. my sister single parent Mm. and there's plenty of men out here who are single parents, mm-hmm. and I and I get that. I'm just talking of the experience that I have, so I'm not saying that a man can't be a single parent. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. um, but when I think about the fact that my sister has to choose a job based off of when she can get a babysitter in order to watch her mm-hmm. kids, and has chosen job, has taken jobs, and spends this much money on a babysitter, or this much money mm-hmm. on lifts, and this much money on this, and the children's father gets to run around buying video games when mm. he feels like he wants them to feel his affection. Mm. Or she can ask him to buy clothes mm. and coats and stuff like that. There's nothing compared to the sacrifice that a single parent, male or female, no, makes for a child. And But there's also a lot of joy in it because I see when my sister walks in the room, mm. I see the way that my niece reacts to her. And the comfort that she feels yeah. with her, not and first. all of that, and I want that for you. So not I'm bringing first. up, so I'm bringing up the other side, not not to not to not to discredit <laughs> you, to give you credit, but also no. say now what? No, in all honesty, and um, and with his duration that he was here, I made an initiative where it's like, hey, look, we're not gonna sit in front of a TV all day every day. We're not gonna sit in front of a tablet all day every day. We're gonna go out. We're gonna experience this stuff. We I go to the incentives too. Yeah, we outside. You know what I mean, like I hate to say the the the, the ratchet the ratchet and me like yo, we outside. Like so to to have that bonding experience with you know a fellow friend of mine and his son. And mind you, his son's way older than mine. And to able and I'm very appreciative and I, and I will give a shout out. You know, shout out to the you know uh, we call it what are we even talk a podcast. Shout out to my boy Asenio Izzy. You know and. Um, the fact that he does photography on the side and the fact that he was able to capture those moments and he didn't send it to me. He didn't he didn't have to send it to me. He didn't have to take pictures to begin with. He took the pictures, he edited the pictures. Granted he's perfecting his craft, but his thing was that he knew those moments was very pivotal for me. Because I don't get those moments. And to capture those moments, yes please. 
to capture those moments and be able to share those moments is like, yo, look, like, we wasn't in the crib where you're just force feeding a kid a tablet in their face and all they're doing is just hitting YouTube videos constantly. It's like, no, we're getting dirty. Hey, though, boo boo. Hey, though, I'm for the fine. Uh, I mean, I just wanted. So, boom. Uh, <laughs> so, to have those experiences and be like, hey, look, you know, yes, you'll get your tablet, but same token, we're going to do, when you're with dad, you're doing something different. You're most likely going to learn a life skill. We're going to reinforce good behavior and we're going to, we're going to do the best ability to be, I want you to be best version of you. You know, and I understand like, oh well, he's too, you know, let him play around, or just look. And I'm not, I'm not taking that away, but if I can instill something of him, or if I can spark a fire in him, and the sense of like, hey, look, you know, to hear him every morning, like, yo, daddy, 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 daddy. I was honestly fearful of that because, as a, because of the distance, I didn't think it was ever gonna occur, but it happened naturally on its own. And the fact that I was like, okay, cool, like I have a responsibility. You know, my folks have their responsibility, but this is my responsibility. If you can help, cool. If you can't, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's on me because he's in my care at this very moment. And um, you know, and I never took that up for granted. And just even looking at back at the footage I have, um, I get I get emotional about it because it's just like, damn, like, yo, we really had a good ass time, da da da. I most definitely want to see him again, blah blah blah. But I understand the circumstances, and I accept. I accept that. Nigga, just fly out there next month. I am Father's Day. We can. Yeah. Nah, I'm gonna be there. But it's just, it was dope, bro. Like you know, like as much as you call him a badass and all that extra shit, it's like yo, like he's, he's a badass. And like to hear you, your cousin, other cousins, extended family members from your side of the family say like yo, and literally like you took the mother's face and my face and just said. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I laugh because like in my eyes, I'm like, oh, it looks like his mom. It looks like his mom. I was like, no, nah, he looks like you a little bit. Like, Nigga, he you know, exactly like both of you. Niggas. So like, I laugh and I, and I'm 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 so appreciative of that time frame. And like, I, I I will never ever say like he was inconvenienced. I will never say that was troublesome. Like it was one of those things where it's like, yo, listen, this is what it is. Step up to the plate. And the fact that I got this the acknowledgement from three different people. You know, to say like, yo, bro, like you not only did you step into the plate, you excelled expectations. It makes you want to do more. Bro, what? More? Shit, man, listen, all right, I I've been shopping like crazy. <laughs> like I'm spending money I ain't supposed to be spending. I'm like, yo, fuck it. Like, yeah, I could push that payment next week, blah blah blah. But like that was just my mindset. And I was just like, yo, the fact that he had some sort of experience and what really killed me inside, I'm starting to adjust where like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to see him this following week because I spent my time for rather be up here or down there. To see my mom kind of get Terry died, to me, that hurt mm-hmm. a lot. Because, and um, and I apologize if I get Terry died right now, because to see my mom, to be like, yo. Apologize, like, I'll hit you in the face with this. Nah, <laughs> nah no you bullshit. You guys have in the last couple weeks. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm really getting my shit off and I apologize. I get Terry died because of some fact that my mom means a lot to me. Let's jump him. <laughs> so let's jump him. And like, and to kind of see her, like, being called grandma and i'm not discrediting my brother and my nephew and it's like she never really embodied that experience of being a grandparent to like okay i'm gonna watch it and for her to actually do that shit for me that shit really like hit home and um damn man take your time and um 
we, 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 we got the high quality. Yeah, life. but I'm a. This shit's just no bitch. I ain't no bitch, yo. I ain't no bitch. It don't make oh, you no bitch. Hey, I ain't um, no bitch. I'm on top roof. Crying, nigga. And like for me to see my mom experience that, it was it was it was so blissful because of some fact that's like, yo, you can hear him, grandma, enunciate the full word and literally gravitate towards her. Playful the whole nine. As soon as she walked in. And like, like, yo, where's grandma? Where's grandma? I'm like, oh, grandma's at the store. She's coming right back. Oh, grandma went to the doctor's appointment. And like, she walked in and for her to kind of like embody that moment and to see my mom kind of, oh, no, I, I said I was going to cry, but I'm crying. Da, da, da. I'm like, mom, this is what I'm talking about. When I go through my experience and to see my mom kind of go through that, it was hurtful. And it's just like, yo, like, and that's why like my dad, he's very traditional, very old school. And it's like, it really takes a village no matter what. The boy needs his mom's side of the family, no matter who it is, extended family, whatever it may be, and the same thing for the father. And to kind of see my mom go through that, to me, it was like, damn, what the fuck? No, I'm like, now nah, you making me all teary. I know extra shit, blah, blah, blah. So that was my my highlight for the two weeks that I wasn't present. And um, even up until to, to, to yesterday, you know, to kind of say like my goodbyes, like, yo, daddy's coming, da, da, da. And I mean, like, I try not to focus the focal point of my, like, my kid on the pod, but, like, he really means so much to me, and, and to see that is, is so dope, um, you know, and that's honestly my check-in, man, like, two weeks, two, almost two and a half weeks of just really spending time with my son, and, um, you know, and pay my respects to, you know, Ms. Ms. Wilson, you know what I mean, Gammy's, you know what I mean, like, she, she, I, and I understood, but seeing it, and in full form, you know, she really was a matriarch to the family and she really embodied being a family person to see that she held so much information, so much archives, so much, so much memories. It, it, it lets me know that, you know, he comes from a, a long lineage of family members, let alone from his mother's side, but also from my father's side, because there was other shit that I was learning as he was with me. And like my mom showed me pictures from like great grands and all that stuff I'm like yo i never knew them and it's like well you never really took the time to sit down and actually know and they're like well you know sue me i'm sorry but you know but i'm learning it now and to see both sides of the family it's like yo he comes from a very long heritage from uh-huh. both sides and to see that infused in one kid I'm, I'm more than blessed and i'm more than happy to see that in him and the fact that he's growing to be the person that he needs to be i'm so happy that's my chicken. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Everybody's happy. For you. Everybody's happy for you. Yeah, yeah, man. Now yeah, let's get the pardon. That's a heavy realization. I got. Can I? Can I just ask a question real quick? What's up, boy? Or you got, you got thirty-six seconds. Is it thirty-six okay, okay, seconds? Okay. I in in this whole exchange that we've had, I've come to a realization of why I am more comfortable with male friends than I am than I am with female friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because women don't take criticism well. No. For a woman, if you criticize them, it's like you're coming at them or you're trying to attack them. Mm-hmm. For most women. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just talked to you, I gave you what can be considered criticism, right? No, of course. And you took it, kept moving. If I were to say to a female, you did this, this, and this, and I don't like the fact that you did that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she doesn't like me. It's not mm-hmm. that I don't like you. It's that I don't like, I don't like the choice you made in a moment. Whereas when I talk to males and I say I don't like something, it's like, where can we come, excuse me, to meet in the middle where we can both be 
fine with this. Mm. That's how I feel. It's, I think, honestly, to piggyback off the statement, I know we have to move on to the next subject. Uh, it's it's more so just being able to understand. And I think with... And, I, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, with men, it's just more so like, if you're telling me... Like, how, how can you fault me for something that you didn't correct? So, if there's a behavior that you dislike and you don't tell me or correct it at that time being, you know, how am I at fault? You know what I mean? Like, yo, listen, don't touch the stove because it's hot. All right, my curiosity is like, okay, I don't think it's hot, but I'm going to touch it. I burn myself. Oh, shit, I touched it. Da-da-da. Well, I told you it was hot. So next time, you know it's hot, you know the pain, you experience the pain, don't touch it again. And it's just really being perceptive. And I, I think I'm thankful for the educational background I had in high school because all four years, we had to accept constructive criticism. Each year, we did an evaluation, and we had to be receptive to that criticism. You can do this better. You did this. 16 times you know I mean? total experience. You know what I mean? You, you had to sit there and take it. As much times that you sometimes didn't disagree with it, and you have that platform to just say that, but you have to say it. You have to, as a kid, you're like, okay, how can I articulate it while being defensive? And as a kid, you, you, you're just so used to balling up into the ball or getting angry. Some people get Which teary-eyed. is why kids are assholes, son. Yeah. Good callback. Continue. I'm about to flip this mic. <laughs> I'm about to flip this mic. Now, fact, she, she got me. She got me. She got me. Cool. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's one of those situations where, like, I think with men, I can have those conversations with where, and I, and I don't describe what you Many men, because some men are, at, uh, communicate in a very... Uh, no, of course. I mean, stereotypically but, a feminine way. No, of course. And and I'll say this experience and then we'll most definitely move on to the next subject. Mm-hmm. The uh, So, prime example... Yesterday night, I stepped up with a former coworker and two of my bros. I mean, um, my, one of my closest friends, Sammy, and his younger brother pulled up last, last minute, and one of my coworkers by the name of PJ. We were talking basketball, just any guy conversation. And because of being liquor in our systems, we were very passionate about it by default. And for I was getting hot. I was getting annoyed to the point where, like, in my head, I'm like, yo, I might have to get violent. But I can't fault a man for his opinion and for him projecting... Violent over what? What was said? It was just more so like, as far as like, just, just the playoffs and RSL, which we will eventually address on, our, on the pod. And I was getting so annoyed and it's just like, yo, like, I was able to sit there, take the jokes, take all this extra stuff, and like, all right, cool. And for the fact that he sat there, like, I understand where you're coming from. As a man, I understand where you're coming from. Just like your point where for females, it's like, well, I don't understand where you're coming from. I feel like you're, you are you feel some type of way towards me. Like, or, what's going rather, on? I should say bad communicators. I think a lot of women have the luxury of being bad communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, and very few men do. Which is why you get you get men who are better communicators. Um, and I, I think there's, a, there's in many ways a fundamental difference between the ways that women communicate and the ways that men communicate. I think women tend to listen with their feelings, whereas men tend to listen with their minds. Men's yeah. are more, men are more logical. Women are more more feelings based. Nice. And I don't think that's a, necessarily a problem. I think that we need one Jeez. to balance out the other. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need. One to, I think we need one to balance out the other. The problem comes in when we work in extremes. No facts. That's facts. Because I've I've had discussions where like, yo, two plus two is four. Well, three plus one is four. I never said that. You're moving the goalposts. Ah, uh-huh. ah. Uh-huh. You used it in the right context. Uh-huh. Kind, of, kind of, kind of. 
But the subject at hand is 2 plus 2 is equals 4. You should have said 3 plus 2 equals 4. Because you have to make it not make sense. Because they try to make things that don't make sense make sense. God damn it. I always practice this shit too. I had you practice life. and you still failed. Okay. But. <laughs> and, and, and your shit. But now, nah, uh, overall, good good, good two weeks. Good week. Um, man, man, and I. I Shout out to my badass little cousin. He dude. wasn't. My little cousin. Cousin. He's not. Yeah, he's my cousin. Few. That's a cousin. Few. He's, he's like not my nephew. Bad. But he's my cousin too. He's not. Nefson. Nefson. <laughs> Like Y'all that. motherfuckers are just making a remix of your nah, shit. That's a few nephews. That sounds like a rash you catch up. <laughs> that. But nah, man. Sounds I, like the cream that you put on the rash that you got. I hate you so much. Sounds effective. Yeah, sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like it'll give you eighteen other ailments. <laughs> like at the end of all those commercials, might cause more irritable bowels. Blah blah blah. Blue, blue, blue. I got this for a hangnail. How yeah. am I gonna die from this medication? <laughs> fucking around with that Nepson. Fucking around with that Nepson. So yeah, shout out to my little cousin Fuji, badass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right, he we... wants to smoke next time he sees you too. I saw him yesterday. I saw him before he left. Yeah, I went man, to my mama's house. He, but he wants to smoke, bro. He don't want no smoke, nigga. Yeah. He was climbing on me and yeah, he wants to smoke, bro. Like his son is high functioning like a motherfucker, but acts like a low functioning baby, and I hate that. <laughs> Nigga, act like he needs to have one of those rubber helmets for the works <laughs> vocational. But he's, like, able, he's really effectively able to communicate with it. If you reinforce it, like, this nigga got mad words. Mad words. Yeah, tell me but what when, you want. Listen, listen, stuff. listen. Shout out to your son. All right? That's <laughs> it. We're moving forward. Because we're 53 minutes in, nigga. We didn't talk about shit. Mm. Well, we talked about a lot of things, but mm. we didn't talk about anything on the docket. And I want to get through this agenda. Mm. What's the weirdest physical ailment? Either of y'all have ever gotten that was non-life threatening and like just popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. Um I don't think it was life threatening, but it might be considered to most people. So I'm just gonna say the weirdest ailment that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um picture it, Sicily, nineteen sixty. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but- <laughs> I, um, when I was a kid, um, I had gotten bit by a tick in my head and the tick like embedded itself in my head and I had to have it surgically removed, which is why I always would wear my hair in a ponytail because I never wanted it to be a a thing where another bug got in my hair. Oh shit. You ever get Lyme disease from that motherfucker? No. Lucky I was lucky as lucky as angels, man. Fuck that. Um for me, yo, this was like two, three weeks ago. I had a cyst on the penile shaft. Mm. And that shit was the size of a of a raisin. And mm. if y'all see what a raisin if y'all know what a raisin look like Raisins aren't small in terms of like what a raisin would look like if it was growing on the inside of your penile shaft. And it was on my penile shaft for years. At first, I thought I might have had testicular cancer. And I went to the doctors, got a physical to check me out. And they were like, nah, you good. It's an ingrown hair. And I was like, okay. 
what the fuck can we do about this shit? Because it's kind of uncomfortable. Oh, no, just ignore it. And, like, you know, when it gets to the point, you'll be able to, like, squeeze it like a zit. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, all right, whatever. So I lived my life for, like, six years without the, without paying attention to this shit. Come on, Red Velvet, you're stronger than that. Yeah. That's just gross. And then two, no, three weeks ago, that shit got bigger and Ooh. noticeably bigger. So I touched that bit. You need a bucket. I, I touched yeah, this motherfucker. I, I, I can picture Relax, this relax, like- relax. I touched that motherfucker and I squeaked. I'm like, damn, this shit got bigger. Like, I measured it with, you know, my <laughs> index finger and my thumb. Put that shit on the shaft. And I was like, yo, this shit's getting bigger. What the fuck? Yo, oh not even five days later, that shit was painfully bigger. To the point where, like, two weeks ago, I, dr- I was driving. I picked up my mom. I had to take my mom to an appointment. And I couldn't even, I had to like tuck my dick a certain way for that shit not to rub against my left thigh. Because if it rubbed against my left, that shit was mad painful. It was just pain, nigga. I don't even know how to, like, chlamydia and this shit, this shit won. Like, Mm. I'd rather have chlamydia than to have this shit growing on my dick, nigga. That shit was crazy. So, like, last, before last week, before my birthday, that Wednesday, I was like, yo, fuck this. You know how, like, you have a pimple growing on your face or ingrown hair and you see it and you see, you can see the pus poking out of your skin. It, like, builds up to the point where it's pressuring, trying to get out. That's what happened to the cyst. Mm. And so I had to make a decision. What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? I could have chose to go to the hospital and have these niggas drain it and have to spend all kinds of crazy money. Or I could nut up and squeeze this bitch myself. Pun intended. Squeeze this bitch <laughs> myself, and 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 drain it my motherfucking self. Mm. So I chose option number two. Mm. I went to my bathroom. I closed the door, locked that motherfucker, pulled my pants down, mm. positioned the shaft as as so as mm. such. And yo, the pain, bro. You're supposed to use a hot compress first. I did. I did. Mm. I, I I put. I, I, I heated up a, a, a washcloth and then I put it on there. Yeah, let it pop by itself. And then mm, the- nah, <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen. It was. It wasn't gonna happen. I put a hot compress on there three times for about a half hour, forty five minutes, and got it nice and ripe. Nasty words. I'm sorry, guys. This is what it is. And you got to worry about red velvet on here. I ain't worried. And that's I, my meat. I like, squeezed. I, uh, would you rather it stay there? Oh, fam, but it's like, it's my meat. I squeezed <laughs> four fingers, index and thumb on both hands. I squeezed <laughs> this motherfucker. Jeez. And the first, like, it hurt so much, I had to stop, like, the first five times. It was like, all right, we're going to get this shit out. All right, all right. Take take two, take two. I had to, like, get myself, all right, we're going to get it. Oh, yeah, fuck. All right, take three, take three, take three. Took me five tries, but on the fifth try... I said, held my breath, nigga, and just squeezed as hard as I fucking could. All I saw was blood bust out of that fucking little mm. hole and get all over the sidewall of my toilet and then my toilet seat on the toilet seat on the floor, blood and pus everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? And to think, and I just sta- I stayed there for like 30 minutes. Because if, you know, if you know anything about having an injury, like if you cut yourself, 
and get something impaled in your skin and it stays in your skin and it heals over it. Mm-hmm. And after a couple weeks, if you, you know, take a hot bath or whatever, mm-hmm. the pus will show and you know you have to push that shit until whatever's stuck in your body comes, comes out. Because that's supposed to be there. Yeah, and it's an infection. You know what I'm saying? And I've had that happen to this knee that I'm pointing at as I'm saying this. You niggas can't say it, but I'm that shit. Mm-hmm. So The right knee for reference. Yeah, so... Mm. This shit, the, I saw the hair and everything, nigga. That shit was weird. It was like on a little. Uh, it was gross. It was gross. But as soon as I did it, the hair came out with it. It was bad, bro. Mm. It was bad. That was deep. That shit was like it was literally like a cashew. Mm. Like the knot on my fucking shaft was like a cashew. I ain't even fucking bullshit. So when when that shit was done, I was so relieved, and I had to like put gauze and. Rubbing alcohol and vaccination and <laughs> yo, you guys can't see Thompson, but when he said rubbing alcohol, Thompson had a physical reaction. <laughs> a physical reaction. Had to. There's a special cream that I had to buy at CBS that literally does the job for like a warm compress. And you put it on there, it smells like this inside of a sewer. You rub that shit on there, you place a band-aid over it. You let it sit for a couple hours. Basically drains the cyst. It drains the cyst, exactly. And it's it's like $22 for this cream. You can only buy it at CVS, off the shelf. You can't buy it at Walgreens. You can't buy it at fucking Brooks or wherever the fuck you nah, go. Brooks. You can't buy it nowhere else. But it helped. that helped. I put that on there for a couple days. Then I put on the warm compress all in one day. Squeeze that bitch out. And I have not felt better. It's healing up. It's almost, it's like 95% there, almost closed up. Mm. But that shit is off of my fucking shaft, bro. It was there for like seven fucking years. Off of ingrown hair. It went from an ingrown hair to a goddamn cyst. And it's essentially a blood clot. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was just crazy, bro. I could, yo, if I could explain, like when people, when women say, like, when a guy gets kicked in the balls, that shit hurts. Mm. It takes mm. you out for a long time, for mm-hmm. several minutes. Mm-hmm. But when you have something growing on your dick, and your dick is compressed in your boxer briefs, or your briefs, or your boxers, and it rubs against your leg, and it's blood, and pus, and pain, nigga. That shit's uncomfortable. I can only imagine what childbirth feels like. I can only oh. imagine it. But if my imagination was any good, like, was anywhere as good as what real life happened with this fucking sis nigga, I'm straight. I don't ever, 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 ever want to know what it's like to give birth to a child from the virgin. Because just having a little fucking sis on my on my shaft caused that much discomfort. I literally, when I was sleeping, nigga, like, I sleep butt ass. I couldn't even have it lean to the left. I had to, like, flop it back to the right. It's crazy. <laughs> I know Bree's like trying to hang in there. I'm just letting you know that shit was so awkward and so random, bro. Listen, I mean, Ooh. it sounds like a really painful experience. Mm, mm, mm. It was. You mm. can get a cyst anywhere. Mm. Anywhere that you shave, you can get a cyst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, and I don't shave my penis. It went from ingrown hair to cyst. That's but the- even then, sometimes not even shaving using clippers, bro. Nah, yo, personally, brother, bro. Oh, I know you are. I already know about you, Mister Yeast Infection, or whatever. No, 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 I didn't have nothing, bro. I got, I get waxed. Pause. No, you had a what you call it? You had not a yeast infection. Uh, 
UTI? Yeah. No, I did not. No, never and never negativism. Never, I never. You had anything. something. No, I did not, bro. Well, Loso Loso had a UTI. I have. I yo, knock on wood. I never got anything. I shaved one point, and I was discredited to not to shave. So and so, I I got I I get waxed, bro. Man, this is Jimmy though. I mean, I I get waxed. Well, look what the fucking cat drug in. Holy motherfucking hell. Yeah. Listen, I thought I was going to see you last weekend. Last weekend? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's cool, brother. I mean, what's up? Trinito goofy ass in the building. You, you walked into a very interesting conversation. <laughs> oh, um, would you like an alcoholic beverage? Oh, no, no. no, he can't drink. Yeah. He's fighting. Like would you like some orange juice? Sure. Vitamin C is my problem. Vitamin, vitamin C. Keep but going, yeah, bro. Yeah, personally, I, I don't. Maybe I have a little bit of vodka. I, I initially. <laughs> this is oh, vodka. Yeah. There's no vodka, bro. This tequila. Here. Tequila, yeah. You want a sip of this? He wants a sip of this. No, I have it with the oranges. Oh, you want a screwdriver? All right, cool. Keep going. So personally. I was as a kid. Well, as I was going into adulthood, it. it was like, oh, shave. This girl, oh my god! It's a clean cup. Don't do that. I'm not saying that, but it's like, yo, you have to just swiggle it around. No. Swiggle it. No, you gotta mix it. Keep going with your story, oh, nigga. nigga We're yeah. potting. My bad. So boom. Um, personally, yeah, nigga. Take not the finger. Not the finger. I didn't see the finger. I said the you spoon. went like this. That's by nature. That's for the adult. They like for the throat. Default. Default. That's default. what you do with them. You got a lot of shit with them fingers, don't you? Mm, don't touch nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yo, clap your hands before I come back. <laughs> My bad. I'm so sorry. So boom. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was just was us. That was shit. Take, no, that was just us being us. No, that, that was, was literally. Some, you didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, that I was just us being us. So boom. Um, as I as I was, you know, what I mean, going into adulthood, my brother being eight years older than me, he was like, "Oh, bro, like you got hair on your balls that are not or shit." For me, it was more so like, "Oh, do we do you keep the hair on your balls? Do you let it just flourish that oh, or not?" That so I. I trimmed it with like some clippers. You know what I mean, like some like barbershop clippers, because I didn't know. Then it was like, oh, don't use clippers because you get ingrown. So I was like, all right, copy. What's the other alternative method? It was like, oh, you can shave. But I'm like, oh, but what is it out? Keep the skin pores open, all that extra stuff. Then eventually, through conversation with females, they was like, yo, why don't you get waxed? I was like, wax? I was like, what the fuck is that? They was like, oh, yeah, they put like a little, like, it was almost like, like, Candy and they just rip it off. They rip it off. It's not candy, nigga. It's, like I assume because no, nah, but that was that was my mindset because I I saw why it's, it's so blue. Yeah, I didn't know. Man. It's not so. Well, it's, it's, it's hot wax. It's hot. It's it's, it's, it's no, literally the it's, name. It's, yeah, but it <laughs> it looks like honey. Yeah, she's dying. <laughs> it looks like honey. I didn't know, so I was like, I fuck it. I'm gonna do it. I can get why you said candy because hard candy. Yeah, it look, yeah, hard. exactly. So the I copy. So I went to go wax, bro, fam. The first time ever in my life, I was scared as I was scared as shit. I was nervous. The lady tried to calm me down. I'm like, yo, I'm not calm because something warm is searching my testicles. I was about to ask you if you got your gooch buttons. Yes, and that shit felt weird as fuck. Damn, yo. Wait as fuck for I someone to, yo, bro, for a grown ass woman to tell you, yo, turn to your side and lift your cheek. Bro, why me? I How much did it cost you? It was only like 40 bucks. 40 bucks for them to wax your asshole? How often? Honestly, they say every three months, but I go like every like five. 
Cause I'm a I'm a slow grower. I mean, I'm there. Oh, I'm, you still get it wax? Yeah, bro. You don't feel like that's so intrusive? Nope. I, yo, I, I know I, the whole I, position. I, I'm not here. My 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 thing Did is. Did it like, make you wash first? No. So what they? Well, excuse me. They so like, so let me, no, 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 no. Let me, that's I'm what face just said. No, no, no. I'm gonna break it down. No, no, hold on. I'm gonna break it down. So they they tell you like, yo, obviously wash up. They give you some moist towelettes. Hold on. Shut up. Let me explain this shit. This thing is a dick. So boom, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. I just, I just kind of don't want nobody touching my Gucci. No, I feel you, bro. I said the same shit. I was like, yo, they tell you, like, yo, we're gonna wash. Oh my fuck, they're gonna, they tell you to wash up. Don't touch the Gucci. Yo, bro, I promise you. I said the same shit, but after a while, you just kind of get used to it. He lifted it up. Yeah, I had to lift my cheek up. She told me to hold my ass cheek, and I'm like, yo, fam, I'm feeling something warm in my butthole that's not coming out. I'm going, it's going like roughly in, bro. There was, there was, yeah. So boom, as a man, females is a little bit different because they're they're used to it. Whatever, whatever. I respect your honesty. Nah, I, bro, I tell you all the time like, you yo, if you're piece of honesty, he's nah, like, he only feels comfortable being so honest because Wale was so honest. Nah, because honestly, it's one of those situations where it's like I don't discredit people that gets their shit waxed. It's like, I right, if you want to trim with like clippers or razors, that's on you. But if you want to if you want to feel clean, clean, get yeah. your shit waxed, bro. It's different. It's a different feeling. It it's more grow. aerodynamic. Yeah. And like, yo. I feel like, like going for a run. Let me, like, <laughs> let me, you get a skin, skin like shaving, contact. It's like yeah, shaving yeah, your face after right. you grow so, your beard, I guess, for guys. When yeah. when I, when literally I sat down, you know, whatever, she was like, shit, we literally, in my, my wax lady, we have a full-fledged conversation. Hell, like a hairdresser. Yeah, like that's it. We have a full-fledged conversation. Yeah. Like, what was your ailment again? Excuse me? What was your ailment? He didn't say his ailment. He no, just, I did say my ailment. Come, you said yeah, your story. No, he said his ailment, but I, it, it was at the beginning. It, it was so weird how we got to the subject, but my what? ailment was my, my toe. So my See, right, he didn't say that. I could have sworn I said that. No, you nah, didn't. you didn't say that. So right? wait, how did how do we get into the wax shit? No, because your penis, that's why. Your pee pee. Yo, pause, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize. Help. So my to digress. Just like oh the pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> pee pee. No, nah, because you was talking about his pee pee and all that stuff. Like, like I was guilty of <laughs> your penis. That's why we were talking about your dick. <laughs> nah, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. So let me let me digress. Before, like I'm not even. Really you did digress. You didn't tell us what the ailment was. No, my my ailment was my my right big toe. Yes. Um, this was back in high school. They pay no mind. Fucking um, yeah. I mean, R.I.P. to Josue. I mean, Josue was uh, one of he was a piece. He was a heavy set dude, really tall but heavy set. We was playing ball. He was a weight, Bruh, I made a quick move because I didn't really have. I didn't have no dribble and that's so why I was quick with the post moves. So they threw it in the post. Him being larger than me because at the time being I just hit six feet. He's like over maybe like six three, six four roughly, but he's heavy set. I about three hundred and forty pounds. But keep in mind, Easy. I did like a quick move, and he went for it, and he stepped forward and stepped on my big toe. Didn't pay no mind. I'm a kid. Adrenaline's rushing. I went for that. Boom! I got called for the foul. I went to free throw. Hit my free throws. Boom! But I knew my throw, my toe wasn't feeling right, and it was throbbing for weeks. Damn. So I'm thinking like, okay, it. It I thought it. I broke it. So I was like, okay, copy. It wasn't. It wasn't broke. It was just there was a there was a cyst underneath it. I mean, excuse me, not just a uh, blood clot underneath it. Because he impaled yeah. the nail into the skin. Yeah, so he impaled Ooh, the nail to the the impaled the nail to the skin. And me, I didn't think nothing of it. So I'm going on with it. So keep in mind, I'm a kid playing ball all the time. Yeah. So sweat, all the extra shit. So not only that you have a blood clot that's like roughly getting smaller, you have a cyst on top of it. So it was a cyst and a blood clot right underneath. Damn. 
Well, since our blood clots. Well, but it was it was. But when, yeah. when I cut it open, it's just like a yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah. So boom, I'm thinking nothing of it. I'm doing basic maintenance with my toes and shit, whatever, whatever. And then at the when I cut the last time I cut my nail, it was um, it was ingrown. So it was pushing towards the cyst and the and the uh, uh the ingrown. Well, the ingrown was pushing towards the cyst. So essentially, I was a young mom. I don't know what's going on with my foot. Da, 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 da. We went to a foot doctor. They cut my toenail. Why well, I mean so much pus and so much blood came out my toe? Bruh, that shit was disgusting. You could have sworn it was right toe. Right, right after. Right, right big toe. Meet, right yeah, big yeah, toe. just like all the pressure like, relief. They, but the thing was, they didn't even cut my toe. They had to remove the whole shit because Jeez. it was so large. Yeah. So my shit was just leaking. And that was my impairment. And I was like, I had to wear like a fake cast and all that shit and use gall pads and all that stuff. But like, you felt relieved immediately. Bruh, immediately. Yeah. I was like, yo, bruh, like my my foot felt like so light. But to see the shit, like they literally numb my toe, ripped the whole toenail out. And as they're ripping the shit, that's when you saw everything just leak. Did it go back? Yeah, it went back literally. But it didn't go back into like its normal state. Like it's still like... Like I said, <laughs> it's retarded. It's like, because it went no. When you got it, a special end toe. No, so it used to grow straight up. Now it grows straight this way because yeah, of how he it's curved. Yeah, it's curved. It's curved. So that's why, like personally, that's why, like, oh, you want to get your feet done? Shit, fuck yeah. Probably, I'm all about maintenance. Probably one of the few cases where a curve is a bad idea. Yeah, that was it. Was it's, it? It looks disgusting when it's curved. Like, that's why I make sure, like, I clip my nails personally. If not, I go to the salon and clip my nails. I'm like, yo, you got to shave this side. She's like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, shave this side. <laughs> yo, the racist. The racism. <laughs> the racism. Yo, yo, they be fucking with me talking about pick a color. I'm a guy. What the fuck? Pick a color? No. Cut my shit right. Clear, nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Clear Cut my shit. shit right. Like, oh, you like red? I'll roast your dumb ass. I'll roast your stupid ass. Yo, you went down and, and it's all love, too, because I love going to the spot. Oh, for Manny Petty? Yeah. yeah. I love going to the spot because my mom goes I'm getting a Petty mom, tomorrow. Fuck that. But nah, no bullshit. I gotta it's, do it. It's, oh, it's honestly, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, great I'm doing it tomorrow. Especially if you're on your feet. After my therapy session at 2, I'm going, man. I love it. I love all the time. And they have a girl relationship with my mom, so they always hook it up every single time. I think I've been doing it for like 10 years. Bro, it's the best feeling in the world, bro. Why not? I mean, like. Listen, self care feels great. Yeah. Yo, what? A little massage stand, you feel that fucking busy. What kind of you want? If you go to a place, there's a place where they do hot rocks on your. Bruh, that shit. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Fam. I'll tell you the address. I'm going to see the address. I'm going to send you, Adam. Put you on, boo Okay. All right. So, good ailment. That's a good ailment. It definitely matches mine. Your ailment, ma'am. Your random. I went first. No, you didn't. She did. Yes, you did. What'd she say? The tick. Oh, the tick. Yeah, that's right. All right. Bonk. Random ailment, Chinito. Sorry. A random name. Let me recap for you. I, I had, when I was the younger kid, I was running around my hair up. I had a tick bite me and it embedded, embedded itself in my head. I had to have it. No, no, that's the same oh, thing. Yo, yo, we all act same yeah. exact. Yeah. <laughs> no, we all act. Yeah, we all act. It, it was a big tick. It yeah. wasn't a small tick. Yeah. If it was a smaller and tick, she would have been game over. Okay. Uh, so name an ailment, a weird physical ailment that you've gotten that was a life threatening. I had a cyst on my shaft. Damn. That I popped myself. Thank you. See how it was on my shaft for seven years, and I just popped it two weeks ago. See how you're feeling? That's how I was feeling. Very uncomfortable. That's why men die sooner than women. For seven years? You had it for seven years. 
because it wasn't killing me. I could still pee. Like even when I even when I had chlamydia for like a week and a half, it didn't bother me. That shit was just there. It just it was a pimple on my dick. It was an ingrown hair on my dick, and then it grew to a fucking cashew raisin size, and all the blood and pus started pulsing, bro. Like it was just fucking. How did you pop it? With my hands, nigga. <laughs> he put a hot compress on it. But before I put a hot compress on it, I Googled um, how to drain a cyst or whatever. I Googled like, gonna see how to get rid of a cyst. I was going to if that shit didn't work, but it worked, so I'm good. But there's a cream that you can buy, and it's all black. It's tar colored. Can, can I ask you a question not to go off topic? How, so I don't know shit about that. How did you know the difference between like an STD, a cyst, whatever? Because like, if it was an STD... Hmm? That too. Often. Yeah, I just got tested. No, I, like, bro, I got I, t- I do too, but I, I got like, tested last month. Yeah, no, it, bro, bro. I, you said seven years. But when I first got it, when <laughs> I first got it, because you missed the whole story. When I first got it, I went to my physical and I asked the doctor, "What is this? Is this testicular cancer? Am I gonna die? I'm 24 years old. Let me know if I got cancer, nigga, so I can start making preparations." And they were like, "No, nah, no, nah, the same girl head." That's how I knew it was an ingrown hair. And it became a cyst. And it turned into yeah. a cyst because I was like, yo, what the fuck? Because it would be hard. You're savage for popping that. I would. Nigga. I'm not bl- I'm not good with gore. There was blood and pus <laughs> everywhere. Toe, I, I've had a toenail thing too. Bro. And blood and, and pus that, everywhere. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. I, I was crying that. like a little bitch. I would have passed But anyway, yeah. your shit. Any ailment? Just the story? A random ailment that wasn't life-threatening mm-hmm. that came up out of nowhere that you had to take care the of. The weirdest. Came up. Like nowhere. a random weird Anything, ailment. Bro. If you don't have one, that's fine. We can move on to the next shit. I'm just mm-hmm. not good at thinking of shit on the spot. All right. Well, we'll, we'll skip it. Yeah, whole fighter. You probably got some bones. I'm sure. Like, oh, no, no. I have tons of ailments, but a weird one or like a good one that's a good... St- mine are stupid. Like, oh, I got hit. It don't matter. Head, it's, it, it, what about the bike matter. accident, stupidy? That oh my <laughs> god! I forgot about that. Yo, oh my god! Go ahead, land the plane, brother. Land the plane. Land the plane. Land the plane. Um. So last summer, uh, I was biking on the East Bay bike path. Out of twenty nine miles, I was on the twenty seventh mile. I had two miles to go, and the part that's right near the Comedy Connection. I might have even been on the twenty eighth. I don't know. But uh, the portion that's on Warren Ave uh, near the Comedy Connection, mm-hmm. where it goes back to India Point, um, there was a whole line of people that looked like they were they were all new. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just tell new bikers they're wearing like the brightest clothes, brand new helmet, like mm-hmm. everybody's just jolly and excited, and just you're like, oh, you haven't been on the bike path before, which is whatever. But they were like six across. It's just like traffic. You have to go this way and this way. And if you have six, seven, eight people, you got to go behind each other. A car can't just, you can't have two cars going in the same direction in the wrong lane. So it's, people don't realize it's the same exact way. So I was yelling, yo, push over, push over. You're on the wrong side. And they kept saying, what? What is he saying? What is he, you know, asking themselves and whatever. I saw a small piece of space between the last guy and the curb. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go through it. You have to speed up, though, to get through a, a smaller space. If you're going slow on a bike, you're going to kind of like rock back yeah. and forth and stuff. So I went fast. At the last second, when you're going fast, things look a lot smaller. Um, like if you're driving really fast in a car, the telephone poles look small mm-hmm. until you get close. Mm-hmm. He must have thought that I was about to crash into him. 
Because from his perspective, that's just what it looked like. But and really, I was aiming panicked. from the side. Yeah, and he panicked like a fucking goofball. And and they were all um kind of just taking up the whole road. So they were all in the wrong. But I just got annoyed. And instead of stopping and explaining it to them, I just went by as fast as I could. He stuck his foot out. He screamed, closed his eyes, kicked my bike tire out. Ah. My bike tire goes out to the side. And I'm going head first into the ground, um, flying through the air. I do a shoulder roll, jujitsu, judo style. Mm. Do a shoulder roll, and I avoid my head, but I start skinning my elbow, as you can see there. That was the worst one. And then it went mm. up my arm, down my back, all the way to the lower back, and then even on the like the glute mm. a little bit. Man, I got scars of wire. How long did it take you to heal? Uh, the elbow, maybe three months. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Christ. the elbow was bad. It was deep. Um, the back, probably a month and a half. Mm. I still have scars, but... Gotcha. Yeah. And tell the people what your goofy ass was wearing on your feet when this accident happened. <laughs> I, was, I was wearing, uh, wearing flip-flops. Fucking guy, yo. Yeah, 29-mile bike ride with chancletas on. Yeah, yeah. I give you John... Oh, no. Lawn jarkin. Lawn jarkin. Yeah, no. Um, in hindsight, I don't do that anymore because... I, I think about like well you could have split you could have yeah. you could have split your fucking big the, the if you would have split the skin between your big toe and your ring finger toe nigga you would have been sick yeah also that. also even worse than that I was not wearing a helmet you would have been the foot now I don't bike without a helmet at no all. no pun intended luckily I know how to shoulder roll but I mean even if I came pretty close to a telephone pole if I show you where I crashed like. So I know. I know. Get you I out think, of the honestly, telephone pole. No, I don't. Nah. I think I know what yeah, you're talking about. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sounds like you were over there by Bradley. No, he no, was no, way no. further up. Yeah, he was where? at towards the beginning, where that first parking lot is, where you can park your car, yes. take your bike off the top of your car, and and start driving. Yes, he was to me, that's to that. closer to Bradley. No, no, I was right near. No, that's um, I was right near the Indian Point connection. Park. Because it's three about You're further up. Yeah. You're further up. You're way gotcha. further yeah. up. Yeah, I had just passed like that comedy connection area, and now I was headed to the path that connects India Point. Gotcha. Well, yeah. actually, it technically it doesn't connect India Point. It connects the bridge, which yeah. is connected to India Point. So I was near the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. the bridge connects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, makes sense. Never fuck. Yeah, I'm glad you learned your lesson from that, brother. That's just crazy. In in hindsight, <laughs> I would have just I would have slowed down and told them, yo, you can't. You can't ride like that. Like you're gonna get somebody hurt, me. But mm -hmm. instead, I was like, oh, nah, I'll just go. It. I'll go faster and just avoid them. No, fair enough. So okay. even though he did the wrong thing and they did the wrong thing, I think like I had a lot to learn from that as well. Yeah, word. All right, appreciate you guys. We're well, hour and twenty two minutes in. Let's talk Kwame Brown. <laughs> Kwame Brown. He I woke, speaks. I woke up and chose violence. The whole week. He chose violence every single day this week. Are you mad it. at him for it? Nope. Not at all. But at it got all. repetitive. He sounded like Kevin Samuels on Wednesday, so I had to stop listening. But his overall point, I mean, what, what, let me give y'all the, the, the background. What, yeah, it was just so Kwame Brown, former first-round pick in, 2000, in the 2001 draft, I believe. 2001 or 2000, one of the two. By the Washington Wizards. Michael Jordan's first ever <laughs> pick in the NBA draft as co-owner of the Washington Wizards franchise did not live up to expectations. He was not a scrub like Stephen A. Smith would have you believe. He was a big, tall, seven-footer who was a monster. He's from South Carolina, country boy like a motherfucker, country bumpkin. <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina. He's a straight-up goon. But 
He like all big men who are over seven foot, Shaq, Pau Gasol, Yao Ming, Sean Bradley, fucking you name it. He has injury problems. And he was in the NBA drafted number one overall at eight at seventeen years old mm-hmm. out of high school. Mm-hmm. The first ever motherfucking basketball player that got drafted that young at number one before LeBron James. Um so what's your so um he uh he was an anomaly to say the least. He was a, he's an anomaly to say the least. And like I said, he did not live up to expectations. He did not live up to expectations and a lot of the shit that he uh caught from the media and other people was um you know not necessarily wanted warranted. It was, you know, a lot of slander. But he did what he had to do, man. He almost caught a ring with the Lakers. He played for the Wizards for six or seven seasons, I believe. Yep. And then he played with the Lakers for like five, four to five seasons. He had a 12-year career. So, boom. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the breakdown. So, 2001, I got, I got to pull up just a resume to a reference point. 2001-2005 to Washington Wizards. 2005-2008, to Washington Lakers. 2008, Memphis Grizzlies. 2008 to 2010, Detroit Pistons, 2010 to 2011, the Bobcats, uh, Charlotte Bobcats to be precise, 2011 to 2012, Golden State Warriors, and 2012 to 2013, uh, the 76ers. Okay. Ooh. Bitch, I'm a gangster. Yeah, so 12 year <laughs> career. You can't be a bust if you played in the NBA nah, for fucking 12 years. Um, and that was basically from his point. But to fast forward to modern times, his teammate from the Washington Wizards, Gilbert Arenas, was his point guard at the time, was a guest on All the Smoke podcast. You niggas is dying, y'all all right? Jesus Christ. That's a yes. That's a well old joint. That's our co-host is dying, and so is our guest. We apologize. They're smoking the the the, split, the stickiest of the icky, <laughs> the spliffiest of the gas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Gilbert Arenas was talking shit with Matt Bonds and Stephen Jackson on the Order Smoke podcast. And Kwame Brown been minding his business, y'all. He didn't come at Stephen A. Smith. He didn't come at nobody. Everybody who criticized what, him, he what's mind. Our, what's all the smoke podcast? Well, Stephen A. Ja- uh, Stephen Please. Jackson and uh, Matt Bonds are former NBA players. They're both champions. One with the Spurs, the other one with the Golden State Warriors. But they didn't really do anything to earn the ring. They were just on the roster, so they got lucky. Um, and we their spoke po- about Stephen uh, Jackson in a previous episode when we talked about the NBA player who left his fiance at the altar. Yes, and also oh, wow. the NBA player who brought light to George Floyd's murder because he mm. was the he's the NBA player that would that deemed himself. George Floyd's twin. He grew up in Minnesota. He knew George Floyd. George Floyd was around his age, maybe a year or two older, a couple years older. But if it wasn't for Steven Jackson, George Floyd probably would have got swept under the rug. And all of the protests that happened last year on a national level probably wouldn't have happened. Um, so Steven, Steven Jackson has done some good things for you know his people, the black community, and all that kind of okay. shit. But this... Scenario with Kwame Brown, he was kind of out of his league because he was talking about shit he didn't really understand and he wasn't there to experience. So he was just agreeing with shit that Matt was saying. He was agreeing with shit that Gilbert was saying. And they was just talking shit about a guy that they, they didn't really know like that. 
I mean, I'm lying. Stephen A. Stephen Jackson, he he played with him, but like was a whole fuckboy when he was on teams with him and tried to make it look the other way. And Kwame Brown called him out for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and go into all the details and all the personal shit. Google it yourself. It's on Kwame <laughs> Brown's YouTube. He is more than happy to break it all down for you. He's got over 35 hours worth of content in a week. They, they woke up a sleeping giant. And they, what's crazy about Kwame Brown responding to these niggas talking shit about him being a bust on the pod, on their podcast, no one ever heard what this nigga sound like before this week. Thanks. Before, before Monday, I didn't know. I never heard this nigga talk. And now he won't shut the fuck up. But a lot of the shit that he's saying is true. They're paying black men on these platforms to denigrate other black men. They're paying Stephen A. Smith to be a pawn. They're paying Charlemagne to talk shit and, and act weird and flaky and homosexual and shit like that on the on, on the Breakfast Club. A lot of the shit that he's saying, it makes sense. Because it's like, yo, bro, why are y'all like this? Y'all slandering this dude for what? Kwame Brown isn't even relevant anymore. He hasn't been in the league in <laughs> nine years. Why the fuck are y'all talking about him? Why are y'all talking about him? Because there were other people on that Wizards team with Gilbert Arenas, and they didn't mention any of them on that episode that he was on there with Jeannie Buss. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? But anyway, that's my take on it. What do y'all feel about it? I have to listen to it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm talking um, to these two. No, no, no. Um, personally, yo, nope. <laughs> Kwame Brown is the truth because it's the fact that he's able to get that much limelight in a short time span. Over two niggas that already have a well-established pod, and um, I did listen to it. Um, I'm gonna say like at least twice, and he was really getting the shit off, and he was telling the facts. I don't think he would. He was capping at all. Yeah. I think he was really telling facts about what's going on in the NBA during the time that he was playing in the NBA and how he got into the NBA. And like, I, I appreciate that rawness. Everybody's like, oh, he's Matt Hood, oh, he's Matt Ratchet, da da da. Just like, no, like, he's being very straightforward and he's being upfront. I didn't even know, to be honest with you, until he actually got into the social media platform where he was like, yo, I had this podcast. And come to find out he had the podcast a little bit longer than expected that I thought. Because I was Who, like, Kwame Brown? Yeah. I guess he's been doing it for a minute. This podcast? Um, fucking. Uh, Kwame Bus Life or some shit? Some. some no, that's his YouTube name. Hold on. Kwame Bus Life something. Oh, oh, bus life is trapped. So they had <clears throat> an argument on their podcast, and there was a backlash. It wasn't an argument. They were talking shit about him. So mm-hmm. Gilbert Arenas used to be his teammate, and Gilbert Arenas was talking about Michael Jordan. This is why I don't like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Jordan does a lot of fuck shit, and niggas still suck him off. Michael Jordan, after he drafted Kwame Brown, and the Wizards were like midway through their season, he was like. Kwame Brown has small hands. For a man his size, for a player his size, his hands are too small. He doesn't know how to catch the ball. That's what Michael Jordan said. For a player that he... About his first round draft pick, he drafted him number one out of high school at 17 fucking years old. So he said his hands are too small. The media, oh my God, Michael Jordan said that his hands are too small. They picked it up, nigga, and they put a mic... They put this... He drafted him out of Florida. No? That's where he went. Well, he's from South Carolina. Like but yes. One, yeah. But they drafted this kid. I mean, they uh, they put this kid under a microscope. He's 17 when he gets drafted. He's 18 while he's in the league, bro. 
and they have him under a microscope. Everything Kwame Brown did, good, bad, or indifferent, they fucking reported on this kid because he was Michael Jordan's first ever pick. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if he was the first, first. It doesn't matter that he was the first high school pick to go number one. He was the first pick, Michael yeah. Jordan, the greatest basketball that everyone unanimously agrees ever played the game, picked. So this yeah. motherfucker was under a microscope, and they criticized everything that he did from a boy. His hands are too small, da-da-da-da. even got to the point where, um, was it Pete Maravich? I think it was Pete Maravich. No, not not Pete Maravich. Another older, old, old school white player that was a center was like, yo, Kwame, let me see your hand, man. Put your hand up to mine. And this was a center who had smaller hands than Kwame, but he wanted to see if the rumors were true. And Kwame said, yo, this dude said, put your hands up to mine. Put it up. And it was like this. And he was like, your hands are bigger than mine. What the fuck is Michael talking about? Michael just didn't like the fact that his hands were small according to what he saw, oh, like yeah. Charles Oakley, Horace Grant. Luke Longley, like his hands were smaller than those guys. So he just, but he made the blanket statement of all his hands are small. He can't really catch the ball. He doesn't really have coordination. Da 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 da. The fuck are you talking about? Why did he do that? Because he's fucking Michael Jordan. He's a prick, bro. He's a fucking prick. He's been a prick. Did you watch the last dance? He's a prick. He went out of his way. Did you watch his Hall of Fame speech? No. He got on his Hall of Fame speech and invited niggas there just to say, ha ha, you thought I wasn't going to be shit, huh? Greatest basketball player ever, you stupid bitch. Fuck you, coach from high school. He did that. Yeah. That nigga's mad petty. His ego is woo, through the roof. That shit is, is high-key hilarious. It's crazy. Yeah, it's hilarious, but it's like, shit. nigga. Yeah. Bro, where's the human? Well, because he's punching down. Hilarious. Yeah, it's stupid. Nobody Yo, likes bu- anybody who punches Yo, down. The reason, why it's, the reason why it's so <clears throat> funny is because he's gotten to where he's gotten without intention of knowing where he wanted to be. So I, he's in a I high place it. within society. And right? I love it. I fucking love no, it. No, 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 no. It's, so, fun. it's only so, funny from, forward, a, from, does, it's funny from an objective perspective. It's never funny. From what you described, he was short of expectation, right? Who? Kwame Brown? Yeah. He had an average. He had the average career of an NBA player who was drafted in the second round, but it should have been better because he got drafted in the first, and he was the first. And that's why people. That's why people talk shit about him and criticize him, but Adam, yo, twelve seasons, twelve seasons, yeah. Twelve seasons, this niggas, this niggas got that got picked number two overall that weren't in the league for more than four years. Right. Shout so, out to you, Adam Morrison. I'm looking at you, Gonzaga. So, so he goes so, on this podcast. So put on retro. He didn't go on the podcast. podcast. No, no. Oh, Gilbert, his ex teammate went on the podcast. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas went on the podcast and, that was and was talking shit about Kwame Brown. And then he responded. Two, and he responded yeah. all week, wow. all week. Charlemagne the God went on the Breakfast Club and said some fuck funny, shit. But the basis of what's sorry. that? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just played the pot. I was like, yo, look at shit rock. This <laughs> no, that this nigga, this nigga, uh, Charlemagne the God, two days ago on the Breakfast Club said, "Let me tell y'all something about Kwame Brown because the podcast that they were talking shit about him on is underneath Charlemagne's podcast network." Mm. The Black Effects Media Podcast Network with iHeartRadio. So Charlemagne owns the Black Effects Podcast Network. And Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, all the Snow Podcast, is under this network. So Charlemagne is buddy buddy with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. And this nigga went on the Breakfast Club and had the audacity to bring up a scenario where 
in the past. I don't know if it's true or not. This is alleged. Kwame Brown's birth father was dating a side chick and ended up getting angry at her in an argument, beat her half to death, and buried her alive. Charlamagne brought this up on the podcast. Why? He brought this up on The Breakfast Club. Well, why is that relevant? Right after. That doesn't have shit to do with Right at listen. Also, I'm, I'm, I'll bring it. Listen, 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 listen. I will bring it back. You know, niggas is high. I'll bring it back. <laughs> then he high. follows it up and says, Kwame Brown's brother also got into a domestic dispute, shot his fiance. She survived, but now he's serving um, eight, ten years in jail for attempted murder. Then brought up another scenario with another one of Kwame's brothers. Mind you, these brothers that he's talking about. Kwame only knows one of them, and both of them are his stepbrothers. They're not his mother's children. They're just his father's children. Because so, Kwame responds and actually addresses all of this stupid shit. But he was like, I say all that to say, stop messing with Kwame Brown. You don't know what he's minding. He's been minding his business all these years, and he ain't bothered nobody. So stop messing with him. And then Charlemagne does that petty shit he always does when he says some shit he know he ain't supposed to say. He takes his chapstick out of his pocket. He rubs it on his finger and he starts putting his chapstick on. You just accused this nigga of going off the deep end and being violent and actually trying to kill Matt Bonds and Stephen Nate and Stephen Jackson. The fuck are you talking about? Right. What are you What are you thinking about? So Kwame Brown sees this. The next day, gives him thirty five minutes of smoke. Calls him a, a closet homosexual. Yeah. Could cause him a closet homosexual. You're the only one that's throwing booties at DJ Envy on the Breakfast Club. You nut ass nigga. You punk ass bitch. You what makes it what makes it mad man. hilarious is that he's really on some like bro shit. Like he's sitting there having this shit recorded, has the hookah right here, and just talking this shit. Damn. Like and he like, called him out. He's like, "Why are you playing around with DJ Envy like that, nigga?" You you out here talking about black men on your platform every day, denigrating us, this, that, and the third. I don't never see you do anything empowering on that platform. And then you and DJ Envy, y'all motherfuckers in the closet, da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, wow. Because it's true. I don't care. I'll say, oh, sexy. I'll call these niggas sexy or whatever. That's my bae. I'm not going to give you a fucking... I'm not going to gift you for your birthday a mold of my ass. Who does that? Charlemagne the God yeah, does that. Leonard McKelvey does that. He bought DJ Envy a mold of his own ass and gave it to him in a box, my nigga. Keeps it right under the desk. Where? That's just a weird thing to do for Where him. Where did you get? He got that 3D printed? I don't know. Where did you get? He went to, a, he went to uh, Adam and Eve. I don't know. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I don't he know where he went. Oh, yeah, because they can do, like, yeah, I've seen that. But this dead. Kwame Brown called it out and was like, what the fuck? You're the, the nigga that's trying to slam Yep. And he called out Stephen A. Smith. He said, you get paid every day by Massa to get on ESPN <laughs> and to talk shit about black men. Right, you ain't never played this sport. Stephen A. Smith came out? No. Yeah. Well, it's Stephen A. Smith a... called him a scrub. That's yeah. a legendary round. I'll show you after the pod. He was like, no. Kwame Brown is a scrub. He averaged, he averaged. Kwame Brown. Yep. Kwame Brown. He <laughs> averaged nine and eight. He's seven foot out of high why school. Don't, why don't they see how fucking tomfoolery that is? But at the same how do you feel so about Stephen A. Smith? He's got the highest degree. They're making he has, millions, bro. How do you feel figures. about him too? How do you with, feel with, about with, Stephen A. Smith? Uh, my take on Stephen A. Smith, sports related, he's, he's 50-50. 
some shit like all right, you got high key points. Other shit, you're just saying this shit just to be controversial because yes. it's gonna get the okay. He's a personality, bro. He just be talking. You know yeah, what? I he feel- got exposed when he start, tried to speak on the MMA when Connor beat Holy Cowboy. Holy shit. When Connor beat Bro. Cowboy and he was like, I didn't see anything from Cowboy. I thought it was embarrassing. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nigga, what are you talking about? That's like, Have you ever been in a fight? And for like- a nigga who knows how to fight and his job is combat sports and he elbows you four times in the fucking chin when you're up against the cage, you're probably going to go night-night. Or be dazed and confused yeah. just long enough for me to catch you with a right or a left. And that's what kind of caught him with a left, then a right. Caught him with that left hook he loves, hit him with a right, bye-bye cowboy. Took 12 seconds. What are you talking about, bro? Mm-hmm. You barely make sense sometimes when you're talking basketball. So why are you here talking about this sport? And it's I get it. ESPN and the M- and UFC, they made that deal. They brokered that yeah, deal. Have, I've heard them talk boxing, too. It's fucking terrible. terrible. Yeah, just yeah, let, I, just I, let, I, Mac, let Max talk. Yes, just let Max that's talk. How, that's always hard. Get Eddie Atlas over here. Get Max yeah. over here. Let these guys talk. Eddie so, Atlas is the so OG. Gosh, bro. I get so Eddie crazy. Atlas is the OG. A Teddy Atlas. Teddy Atlas yep. is the OG. Tyson let Tyson. yeah, mm-hmm. let these niggas talk. Let Teddy and fucking Max cook. Because yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know it's bro. brutal. And he has like You know all the Wikipedia opinions, shit. But he has like strong opinions. On nothing. And he'll like tell someone they're trash, <laughs> but I'm like, this is crazy. Bro, yeah, all like, you did was like, Wikipedia. But that's like me trying he's to have a, a conversation with you about M- MMA. And I He's a little better than I Joe. know you're well experienced, but, but shit like I that. Hear what you're saying. You leave it alone. Talk the service level, and that's it. Because I understand with ESPN, they have to talk all aspects of sports. But it's like, yo, bro, like yeah, I never, yeah, play, yeah, I never true. played it. I never participated in it. I only watch it, and I'm sitting there giving my take when I don't know even the basic shit. And I mean, you're telling me grapples like, oh yeah, if I was him, I would do this. Uh, if I was him, I would do that. That's fair oh, enough. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. love for you to be a sports analyst. But for me, it's like, oh yeah. He did a, um, you know, tuck and roll and all shit and put him in the car. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't yeah. know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, think he's, I think he's a sucky fighter because he gets tired out so quickly. I, I can't elaborate on that, so. That's how I feel about football. I, I know football, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm, I probably couldn't go play football. But, you know yeah, what I mean? But like, fair, I, I couldn't run a play if you showed me a playbook. But that's fair, though. So I can't really judge any player when, I see, when someone says, oh, this guy sucks. Tom Brady sucks. Whatever. Gronk. Da, da, da. I'm like... I probably couldn't do ten percent of what the the shittiest guy could do, so I can't I can't criticize like that. No facts. I hear you. I hear you on that one. Uh, Mr. Moderator. Yo, I'm listening, man, but I'm also looking at what my co uh, what our co-host is trying to show me. My bad. I gotcha. Can we share what the classroom was? It's more so like uh. No, we can't share with the class, nigga. It's from my eyes only. Um. Bree, you didn't say your piece. Um, say your piece. I'm not mad at Kwame at all. No. I He was about the bag. He was so about the bag that he waited until he retired to say all the shit that he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't going to lose any endorsements. He wasn't going to lose any money on his check. He wasn't going to do none of that. He waited till he retired to let these motherfuckers have it. That's the equivalent of the day you quit saying I quit and letting everybody know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. Like, I'm that's out. the equivalent of that. <laughs> so, out. I'm here for Kwame. Yeah. 24-7-3-6. I'm here I for Kwame. I gotta Kwame. listen to him, You do. Because, no, I wanna hear the back and forth. Because he, he's basically... Basically, what he's... He, the crazy part is he'll repeat himself multiple times in the same video. 
So I had to kind of ignore that and then my mind kind of fast forward between the parts where he says, um, this 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 mama's seat out here. Son, 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 son. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. This is mama's cooking out here. Da, da, da. He says, Mama's cooking so many times. Fuck you talking about mama's cooking. Blah 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 blah. But to he, me it's not like she was saying basically I'm I'm telling you the truth because there's 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 nothing else. And he's like, Y'all uh he says they're a bunch of this. He says they're a bunch of that. Whatever, whatever. Listen to the clip because it's, it's no. Nah, he called Stephen Jackson a fake tough guy. But, but, he said you're forty like, years old, still gang banging. What I didn't like was the clickbait because they added Stephen A. Smith. But Stephen A. Smith is so not important that they had to add Shannon Sharp when he doesn't even disrespect Shannon Sharp. Hmm. Do you heard him disrespect Shannon Sharp? No, nah, he didn't. He nah. didn't. But in order for it to be clickbait. He, they, Stephen A. Smith is so inconsequential that they had to add Shannon Sharp. Because we love Unk. We love Unk. Unk said, I, don't, I didn't like the personal digs. I'll just keep it basketball. He kept it basketball in his response to watching Kwame. Because the first video he put out was like an hour and 10 minutes. And he's only addressing Gilbert Arenas, Matt Barnes, and Stephen Jackson. And then as the week progressed, as this week progressed, more people spoke on it. Breakfast Club picked it up. Da 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 da. That's why Charlotte like was exactly, right. bro. Stephen A was talking about it. That's why Stephen A caught the smoke because he was talking some bullshit. Oh, and he just addressed every Jamel Hill. I love Jamel Hill, but she said, "Oh, apparently Kwame Brown woke up today and chose violence." He said, "Bitch, you said something. I'm coming for your dumb ass too." And he came at everybody, and it was amazing. It was amazing. I, that is I, amazing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Big time. He probably swore that Jamel was going to stay out of it because she knew better. Mm. And she just didn't know better. <laughs> that hurts. Mm-mm-mm. But, um, yeah, man. So, that's hey, that. Man. Shout out to Kwame. Uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best, my brother. Yo, you bought I, your mama a house at 18. Nothing, not Fuck. for nothing. I followed his YouTube page. And I'm about to follow his Instagram. Yes, stupid. Because I need to be, I know I I'm need to be able to see YouTube, it when he's live. Word. 100%. 100%. All right. Let's move into some, some fuck shit that we've been covering the last couple weeks. Joe Budden in the fall of the Joe Budden podcast. Rory and Mo, so, uh, they put out a response. Did y'all watch it? Yes. It, the whole hour and nine minutes. Got you. I love that. I, I love that. Three days before you die. All right. I'm Let's do Joe Bunner versus Rory and Maul and Rory and Maul's response on Vimeo. Would you like a, a toothpick? And yeah. then I have the ones you can put between your Joe Bunner versus Charlemagne. So yeah. we're going to talk about all of this shit. What did y'all... Uh, initial reactions to the Rory and Maul response? <laughs> we want the smoke. Turn the volume up on that. Turn my headphones up. We want the Smoke. <laughs> smoke. Yep, smoke. What a <laughs> This nigga can't spell. I'm ignorant. I don't give a damn. Call what you want. But nah, no cap. And I apologize if I interested anybody else. Um, It was bound to happen, honestly. And, oh, it's gonna happen. But I knew it was gonna happen once I started seeing episodes prior to where they, 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 they kind of didn't mesh well. I'm like, okay, copy. This nigga wasn't here the last two weeks. All right, so skip, fast forward to all of that. Did you watch the video that I sent to y'all in the chat? Yes, I did. All right, yeah. start there because we already covered that stuff. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't listen to the fucking podcast. I got you. you didn't listen to the fucking podcast. 
You didn't have to be here to record, but you didn't listen. Because if you listen, okay, 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 the okay, la- no, 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 don't fucking okay me. This is when I get my shit off to let my friend know he fucked up. You should have listened to last week's episode and the episode before last week. That proved Bree's point from two months ago when she called your dumb ass out. When she said you don't fucking listen to the podcast. I listen to the podcast. No, the fuck you don't. Because if you I listen, did. this is just a continue. This is the third time we're talking about the Joe Budden podcast breakup. Third. In a row. Last Friday, the Friday before last, this Friday. Well, I don't appreciate sure your attitude. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> Start from the video. Well, man. I don't appreciate sure your attitude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Start from the video I sent. Did you watch it? Rory and Maul. Yes, I did. All right. Start from there. Critique that. Jesus. Critique Christ. that. So crazy. Critique that. Hello? Thank you. Oh, you really going to hate me if I do what I what I already plan to do, but we might not have enough time to do later. Keep going. It's hot in here, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, this is that nigga said I love summers. <laughs> I love summer. Get that, get that extra body weight off. Put it on the weight. Fuck off. Oh, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm like, because he's a, he's a, he's a jerk, bro. I love. Can you stop from the video I put in the fucking chat? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Stop making small talk with a nigga who who's known you since 2011. What are you Let's doing? See. Let's see. You gonna buy him a bed? You gonna suck his dick? I don't want. You gonna buy him a steak? What are you doing right now? We're working here. What the hell did you think about the video, can I, sir? Can I go last? And stop stroking the mic. You're making me nervous. Sure. You go. First you, go. you started talking first. So you I should did. continue. I shouldn't, but I'm going to wait. Nigga, just go, bro. No, because you're about to get my Just go. What did you think of the video, the response? Well deserved, man. Doe, you toxic as fuck. What were your, your top three points? Um, my, of interest in the video. One, they they did it very subtly, but like on some shit where like if you really watch the shit like heavily, they made it a point where it's like, yo, fuck you, Joe, with a big middle finger in the air. Personally, that's that's just me. All right, two. Um, two. Uh, the fact that it's like, yo, we don't need you, bro. Like, we are, like, and the fact that they did it, respect, like, respectfully, but not respectfully, the saying, like, yo, we can do our own shit and we can survive without you. If you want to take us to court, fuck it. We ready to hit, we want the smoke, bro. Like, let's do it. So that's, that's the interpretation I got from that video when okay. I watched the shit. That's two. You got a third? Third? I don't have a third. Those are the only two key points that I got. Yo, just fucking go, bro. I did watch just the video. Go, Why? Because I didn't make a third point. I didn't watch the video. I mean, you knew that's what she was fishing. I know she was. <laughs> I knew what she was. But I'm like, yo, and that's why I stopped that too. Don't, hey, listen, listen. We were told that she only get a little bit of that. Look, I'm snitching. Cause I'm just snitching. Yo, what the hell is going if, on, if yo? This is the fight. We know why. <laughs> that's it. I'll nah, be there. Don't say. Don't say. Remember that night at, at Bree Bree's house before the fight? I, she let me drink. No, we won't say this. No. Nah. Don't you drink no more. <laughs> Continue. Um, I don't think you watched the video, Thompson. I'm just going to be real with you. No, Jabri, um, just go. Stop choosing violence. I'm sorry. She is. <laughs> Fuck, shit. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, if you didn't, it doesn't Yo, matter. You didn't because the only thing that matters is... I do it. I do it. I do it every week. I say, I didn't watch this one. No, that's fair, but I watched it. No, but you asked me for three valid points, I give you two. Okay. That's still a passive percentage. So, I like the fact that... They weren't trying to come off as cocky. 
Yeah, that for me was humility is important. Was the yeah. best part of the video because the way Maul was sitting back when he delivered that shit, he's like, "I'm not gonna tell you nothing different but the truth." It reminded me a whole lot of of Kwame's videos. Mm. That energy, the energy is fucking dope. Um, and they're just like, you know, I I thought the best of people, and this is how I thought the thought the best. You know, this my boy, he never do that. Yada 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 yada. At the end of the day, he never said what he did. They let you make your own decision. Mm-hmm. That is good storytelling. Yeah, it is. And they said, we're not here to slander. We're not here to call anybody a thief. Nah, we're telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. Not our truth. It's not, not emotional. Not our truth, not Joe's truth. No, truth. it's not emotional. This is the truth, my, my nigga. You I, either believe it or you don't. I.e., fuck you, Joe. You fucked everybody Pretty over much. because he's a toxic ass. It's the fact that they did not say that that makes this video go down in history, which is why they're charging people to be like, right now. They sealed his fate for him. The 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 public has always had a love-hate relationship but with Joe Budden because though. he was the bad guy that it was kind of easy to He's always for. been the bad guy since Loving Hip Hop days. Let me finish. He's been the bad guy for longer than for when he signed Loving Hip Hop. There's a reason why they cast him for Loving Hip Hop. Because <laughs> they knew he was toxic as fuck. And broke. And broke. He did the bag. Okay, um, so he sealed his own fate by just crazy. being the fucking fuck boy that we all knew that he was. Which is crazy. To have something like this come out where you're like two people are percentage partners and equal if not more contributors to the business than you and you got the nerve to not show them the books. Bruh. And that podcast was doing so fucking well. Smoking it. It was the number one Wait, podcast so in the why, world for uh, a little bit. Why, why are they having a the pizza? Joe Biden. I haven't listened lately. I.e. I'm more of a casual listener. I.e. Give him his point. No, I would just say, I.e. Joe but was a fuckboy. He was like, yo, fuck you, fuck you. This is all about me. Tough situation. Here's what happened, bro. <laughs> he tried to kick them out? That was your point. No, he did. He fired them it both. It was my moment. But he but fired honestly, them both. Honestly, that was... It, it, we fired them that wasn't like saying like, hey, look, this is all about me. It was before that. He fired them. He that. fired them, but before he fired them, back in January, um, well, back in back back in December of last year, they had a two-year deal with Spotify. That Spotify deal dried up. They ran its the, the contract ran its course November of 2020. They were supposed to resign, and the numbers weren't right according to Joe. He never let Rory and Maul see the numbers from the contract that Spotify offered them to re-up on their contract because the numbers were so big that it would have instantly made Rory and Maul certified millionaires. And the splits that he would have had to give them... They're not millionaires already? They are. But that this would have made them comfortable millionaires. certified yes. millionaires. But the number from oh. Spotify was so big, Joe was uncomfortable signing the contract because his ego will not allow his friends to make his that ego type of told money. Him he he deserves the biggest cut. Exactly. Oh, it's equal. It wasn't equal because he has the lion's share of the profit. They have a profit. They have a profit sharing partner. Part, uh, they have a profit sharing contract. So they get ten to fifteen percent of whatever the podcast makes. Right. Joe gets like thirty five, and he gets the most because he's the brand name, right? Parks gets a percentage, who is the engineer who engineers the podcast, 
and then his fucking manager gets a percentage. And out of Joe's cut, he pays everybody that works on the podcast. There's over 30 people that work on the podcast, not inclu- including the talent. So Rory Mall, Joe Parks, those I mean, are the four niggas that the talk. They're top three. They're, right? they're top two. <clears throat> they top were yeah. top two, not anymore. Them and Rogan, right? Yes. It's right. Rogan, then them. And okay, in terms yeah, of hip hop yeah, yeah. podcast, they're number one. Oh, of course. Back to back, back to back BET awards, hip hop awards for be- uh, BET awards for best you know hip hop podcast. Blah blah blah. Oh, I didn't Whatever. know all that. Oh yeah, one. I didn't know BET. Bro, in 2018, they were the number one podcast, surpassing Rogan, which is why they got the Spotify deal. Damn. And they got a lot of money from Spotify. But anyway, he never told them what the re up. What the renegotiation contract was going to look like for Spotify, he never told him what the numbers were. He's just like, we're not taking that. It's trash. It's a terrible contract. Blah, blah, blah. And that's what he said on the podcast. And they just accepted it. They never questioned him. So fast forward fucking two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or not even, um, mid-March when they decided to take a break because they weren't part of it. They took six weeks off. Rory and Moore left the podcast for six weeks, a month and a half. They were not part of the podcast. And this bitch-ass nigga Joe brought one of his other best friends onto the podcast and brought another dude that all of them know onto the podcast. And they kept go- he kept going without them, without Rory and Maul. Rory and Maul felt some type of way, more more than Rory. It was like, yo, as soon as I seen you put two other niggas on the pod without me and Rory, I already knew what that was. Because you didn't want to give us the appropriate account. And they were saying, yo, Joe. What are the numbers for this? Because the new contract right now is with uh, Patreon and Cash App. They have two deals: Cash App, Patreon. Wait, Patreon. Patreon, like the. But Patreon doesn't pay you. They just... no, they do pay you. Yes, they one hundred percent pay you, nigga. You can't be on punch. You can't be on Patreon without paid sponsorships. So everybody who has a Patreon account, every YouTuber, pays who, a monthly uh, fee. All they the pay, big, big ones. They get paid because I support fee. Patreons that like just give like a so creator five you, bucks a month or whatever. If you that's if you, that's what we're talking about. Yes, and the Joe a, Button has a Patreon that's like fifteen dollars a month. Right. So if you uh, have a, if you have a Patreon that's for ten dollars, yes. the artist takes home three. Whoever's creating on that Patreon takes yes. home three uh, of those ten dollars. Wait, he did that instead of doing uh, Spotify. Instead of going back to Spotify, here's the kicker though. Patreon made him creative executive director of podcasting for Patreon. Oh, I didn't know podcasting. So he Patreon. got he's he works for Patreon. He has he's, a salary he's, job. He's and it. he's also creating content for Patreon. Wow. So the the bag that he the, the fucking deal that he signed with them was all inclusive. He gets a he has a salary job on top of getting paid off of his a top of getting splits off of his podcast with Rory Mullen Parks. And so... That sounds like a sweetheart deal. Bro, <clears throat> I'm not done. Rory and Maul, they get a call from Joe's manager, Ian. Ian says, yo, here's how much you're going to get paid off the first Patreon check for this month. Here's the numbers. Here you go. And Rory was like, God damn, that's a lot of money. But you know what? The guys have been complaining. The morale's really down. I've saved a lot of my bread from the Spotify deal. I'm in a really good place financially right now. You know what? Don't even worry about it. I don't want this check and I don't want next month's check. Give it to the guys. Give it to the guys. They earned it. They've been working hard. You know what I mean? Like, just give it to the guys. He told Rory told Maul, yo, 
This is what I'm doing with my first Patreon check, bro. I'm going to give it to the fellas. I'm going to give it to the crew. They earned it. They've been working hard. We already know that the, the morale is down and they haven't been feeling themselves. Ma was like, that's excellent. That's a perfect idea. I'm going to do the same shit. The very next day, Joe calls Rory, cusses him out. You ungrateful piece of shit. How fucking dare you turn down money? You didn't even get this deal. You never brought it to the table. Who the fuck do you think you are? You're ungrateful. You're this, you're that. And he's like, Joe, all I all I did was tell your manager I don't want that check. It's a lot of money. Give it to the guys. That's all I told him. And Joe continues to go off on him. And this was like in March. In March. Early March. Late February. Early March. So Joe gets on his fucking narcissistic ego bag. I mean, but Joe's always been a piece of shit. Yes, but... The, His friend, like the way he the, treats you gotta, you got, the allegations you got to under, Ch Chinito, uh, Chinito, domestic. what you're forgetting is that these niggas are friends. Mm -hmm. So they this is like, friends. this is like, well. A narcissist doesn't have friends. Yeah, 100%. That's kind of what I'm thinking, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, because a narcissist will fuck everything up, a la my cousin. You know what I mean? Jesus. Like, that's what they do. A narcissist doesn't wow. have friends. They have oh, a whole wow. Oh, wow. No, but you know, but you know what's crazy? Wow. But you know what's crazy? Buried my grandmother last <laughs> week. Like, First time I talked to my cousin, and he seems like he changed a little bit, but I'm not falling for it because I know what narcissists do. Fam, look at... No fam, nothing. But anyway, back to this situation, right? So... These niggas are like, all right, this nigga Joe will never steal from us. He's our friend. There's no way some fishy shit is going on. Out of nowhere, they ask for accounting. He sends them a fucking Excel sheet. And they're like, wait, what is this? Wait, this wait, is not wait, accounting. Wait. Copy, clip, paste. <laughs> they don't send them the actual numbers and the line <laughs> items and the expenses for the podcast. Because with their percentage, with their profit partnership... They get a percentage of everything that the podcast makes. And at this point, like in 2020, the podcast makes money off visuals. YouTube, they make money off of uh, Spotify visuals. They make money off Spotify streams, SoundCloud streams. Patreon. Uh, pay, uh, well, not Patreon. Uh, pay, eh, maybe Patreon at the time, but not really. And they made money off of uh, touring, merch, mad shit. Artwork, there's mad money. Seven different streams of income coming in for the podcast. Everybody is with their deal, they're entitled to a percentage of all of it, a lump sum once a month. Joe was like, Well, you guys can't have no percentage of the YouTube streams. That check goes straight to me. And it's like, Fine, you can have YouTube. But well, why, why would they agree to that? Because there's other visuals yeah. the merch, the fucking graphics. Like yeah, yeah, the, but why not for, for everything you own? Their lawyer fought for, for everything, and the only thing that was off the table was YouTube. They were getting what they were supposed to be getting, bro. Oh, this oh, is what oh, part of how mediation works. This is so what 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 Somebody a lot has to come. Both sides have to be willing to concede something 100%. in order to come to a cohesive um, agreement that works for everybody. And this is this is after this, this is split, when you or this some, is before this, this is when you figure out somebody's non-negotiables and negotiables. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. And out of nowhere when they asked for accounting Joe was getting defensive and then when he finally sent it to him this stupid ass Excel sheet there was $400,000 missing 400k bro <coughs> not $400 not fucking 4,000 not 40 there was $400,000 missing there was a $400,000 discrepancy and it was like yo how 
Like, where's this coming from? And it was probably from, like, a sponsorship deal that Joe signed without telling them because he didn't tell them about the numbers on the last Spotify deal when they were trying to renegotiate the contract. And how, can like, he, how can he legally do that? Because his name is on the pod first. Also, he's majority owner. He gets the majority stake of the profit. As originator, he'd be a dumbass to originate something and not get the higher percentage because right, he threw the, the thing together. It's just it should never be. We're looking for um, we're looking for a cooperative community, not a kingdom. Of course. No, that's a hundred percent facts. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, more of the story is more was like, yo, this nigga changed. He's different. He said he started dressing different. He started talking to niggas like he was their boss. And they're like, yo, my nigga, you're not my boss. We're profit partners. It's the Joe Budden podcast with Rory and Maul. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Facts. Who are you talking to, bro? He would. They live together. A lot of this situation, it, it triggered me, nigga, because this, it, it's, it reminded me of what I had to go through with this podcast. Before I found Bree, who was a godsend, nigga, every year I prepared myself for around this time for Lavelle to just go AWOL for the whole summer. Because for two summers in a row, he went AWOL. And I had to I had to like coerce and beg certain friends who knew about the podcast to be guests with me on a podcast. Niggas who wanted to be there, said they wanted to do it from jump, and just because life. I get it. This ain't everyone's passion. This is my passion. Right. So right, I can't right, expect right. you to be all gung-ho over something that I love. But goddamn, nigga, he never gave me an opportunity to prep. He just said, nah, I'm good. I'm doing my uh my spiritual cleanse and my my I'm taking my sabbatical or whatever the fuck he called it. I'm like, how? And then he would pop up at the end of September, early October, every year. Like everything was all gravy. Like, nigga, I had to do twenty-five episodes without you. Not twenty-five, but I had to do like fifteen episodes without you. You've been gone for fifteen weeks. And you're just going to come back and act like everything's all gravy? That shit ain't cool. That's exactly what Joe was doing, bro. You you should, side note, do a podcast <clears throat> on like a special episode about making a podcast. Because I feel like there's a lot of new podcasts coming out and people oh, don't know yeah, don't know the experiences you went through. Because you've been doing it for a grip. 2014, bro. Seven years. I'm saying like, I've did, you said Chris was coming tonight. I've done an episode with Chris like four years ago or three years at ago. At his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Very sloppy. I've been on multiple ones, but yeah, like that's... So people don't know about all that shit. They probably... Like, I didn't know everything that you just said about podcasts, income streams, all that, because I don't do it. So yeah, I don't yeah. really... I don't know shit about it. But I tell you like, hey, look, I'm about to put you in this gravel hole. How are you going to get me out? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think a lot of people... Probably would like to hear that experience from all of you because you've all done it. But yeah. I've been a guest on yours and Antonio's, and, mm-hmm. but like I don't know anything about like what is this? Is this a mixer? That I is mean, a mixer. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know how that interacts with the laptop and you edit the video with the audio and you know all. This is how you control shit. all the sound, all the audio and yeah. shit. But um, yeah, man, it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And like Rory and Ma, I'm glad they stood up for themselves. I'm glad they told the truth. And I'm glad that they got their own podcast on the way. The logo looks great. Yeah, bruh. You know what I mean? And I'm going to listen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be popping for like a month. And then if they don't figure it out. It'll die down. Quick. Because it, everyone's going to listen because of, they want to hear the drama with Joe. Yeah. 
But once that shit goes away, you got to figure out new the spark. Contact. You got to figure out new content. And 100%, bro. It's and more can't be all cool and shit. I don't think it's going to die down dramatically, but I think it's going to die down slightly to the point where it's like, I must still listen because you guys have valid points from previous times with Joe. Yeah. So. And you know what's crazy, too, um, to that point, Thompson? I feel like Maul was disinterested and was always scrolling on his phone. Because he was upset about the shit that was going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. But since cannot like, I think that's why he was on his phone. Like, niggas like, oh, Mo doesn't seem like he's into it, this podcast. It all makes sense. This has been going on for two and a half years. No, no. I'm not, and I'm two not, and a half years this shit been going on. I'm not discrediting that, but that's the reason why, like, with those type of platforms, it's, it's very to be very, cl- uh, uh, excuse me, very clear cut. And I mean... And even, um, I think who's, uh, shit, I'm trying to remember the name of the podcast that they had, like, issues, and they end up, like, dispersing from that. Was it locally? Call it Me was... Daddy. Call oh. Me Daddy podcast on, um, Barstool Sports. Thank you. Call Me Daddy, them they, two white bitches. They had, they had their issues. And that One of them hard. really wanted to do the podcast and, like, wanted to be syndicated and travel and do live shows. The other bitch was like, no, no, no. like, covid and um, I'm not into the pod like that. I'm still nah. young and I'm a college bitch and I want to graduate and get my master's. And they had a difference of opinion. But, but the podcast, and, they, and they weren't making any money. They no, they were making money. They were making a bank. They were making a bank. But she had a different vision for oh, what she big? was. Big? That's like saying the like, Call Me Daddy pocket. You know what Boston Sports is? Like, like you remember the Thanksgiving fights that happened with the regular people? No, no, no. I, I know they have that one guy who always like does the pizza. That? He does the pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, that's an entity. That's a media empire. He Not interviewed more. Trump. That's how I know. Yes, but yes. that dude, Barstool, Dave, yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck his name. Yeah, he interviewed Trump. It's a media empire, bro, and they have a podcast network. Yeah. Call oh. Me Daddy was the number one podcast. It was these two white bitches, now yes, college students. Seniors at you know, but compared schools. to Bud and Rogan, they weren't nobody, right? No, 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 no. They right. were a top podcast, though. They were top. Oh, they were top ten. Oh damn! And they like, oh my god, they would talk about like sucking niggas off in college and create just. Wait, a, so they're making bread. Though, is what I'm they saying. were. They're not together anymore. They so broke why? Up. But the one who was like, no, I don't want to travel and do all this. Why? You're already master's this is your degree. Thing she wanted to pursue education. Oh, well. She didn't want to be ratchet no more. She grew out of that shit. That oh. only, bro, when they started the podcast, they were like 19 years old. They're only like 22, 23 now. They're mad young. Right, right, right. And she was like, no, I'm going to get my master's, bitch. I don't want to do this shit no more. And then they started arguing over the splits. So Money not, fucks up everything. So it's not a podcast like this where they get to discuss whatever they want. They, they're they acting crazy for the Bro, camera. It's, Chinito, you really need to watch more content. Mm-hmm. My bad. You do. Now you go, you do. Bro. You're too involved in the politics, bro. You got to have a balance. I know um, what's going on in the city. I also know what's going on on the web. The internets, the internets, nigga. <laughs> that's where all the you have to match world because there's certain people who get their information mm-hmm. primarily from one, and some people get their information. Primarily you gotta, from you gotta do, you gotta be, you gotta be eclectic, my brother. It's a regular podcast, but they're just two white bitches who were in college, so a lot of the content that they talked about, hooking up with guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, seeing dicks. It was like a lot of that stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but young white girls were like, oh my god, call me daddy. The yeah. name of the, the, <laughs> the, and that was the name of the podcast. Right. So a lot of these like very very submissive white women who are like just out here to have a good time and get fucked. They that was their viewership. Oh, That's who watched their podcast. But then after a while, one of them is just like, "All right, I'm kind of over this. I'm getting older. I want to pursue my higher education to the next level." 
the money was getting kind of weird and it was making her co-host act weird. Dave, the nigga who owns Barstool, who does like the one bite when it's really like seven bites. Like when this nigga destroys a pizza and says, oh, it's a seven or it's an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker, yeah, who, Trump. he was their boss. She had a, a fallout with him and she was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the podcast. And so it still exists, but the girl who wanted to do it is doing it by herself. She might have replaced her partner with somebody else, but it's not the same because they were actual best friends. Right. They were like mm-hmm. actual roommates. So the, the money split them apart. Huh? The money split them Always apart. does, bro. Always does when you're a piece of shit. Yeah. When you're a piece of shit, money will fuck up everything. I mean, but um, Budden was always a piece of shit. A thousand percent. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Speaking of that, Joe Budden versus Charlemagne. Did y'all watch the Brilliant Idiots clip that I sent y'all? So if I did. I'm gonna check that. You out. You kick that off. I'm gonna pee. Joe Budden, my bro. Charlemagne the God, break it down. No cap. It was literally watching two tyrants. It's like the. I kind of hate both of them. But that's what makes it. <laughs> nah, no, no, bad, no bullshit. The uh, we watch a clip. Can we differentiate between early Charlemagne and like a recent Charlemagne? I don't think they was different people. Yes. <laughs> but but I think he. If your exposure to who that person actually was was less, therefore your opinion of them is fonder to a, a moment where you knew less, therefore you could be held accountable to less. Personally, you asked me. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Fair you're fine. Sorry. You're fine. You're fine. No, no, no. I fuck with it. No, no. I fuck am, with I, it. am I wrong? No. I just... Okay. Yep. She's right. Sorry. This, I didn't mean to do that to you. No. Yeah. Listen. No, that was good. That was great. No, you're fine. Personally, I was watching... Shit, you don't want one of those gummies? <laughs> nah, I don't no, know. I'm already high off, man. This girl. I took an edible at uh, 845. Oh, you're not going to get one? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do it because I know I'm going to be asleep till like the end. I think like Wait, but you don't smoke anymore? I do smoke, but oh. I'm, I'm, my, my yeah, balance I'm, is where I'm it needs to be. Oh, gotcha. I feel like. I'm offended. He never, ever oh, partakes with me. God, yes. I know she was going to say that shit. I ever. Part, like, I, ever. I, brought I will. See, I bought you edibles. Will you not? I, brought, me? I, brought, no, I said I didn't I see. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference between bringing something for somebody and partaking in them in it with them. It's like somebody who um you wouldn't congratulate your fucking Uber driver for taking you to a party where you had a great conversation. You won't go back to that Uber driver and say, "Hey, Uber driver, thank you so much for bringing me. I had an amazing night." I mean, you can because that's not the full experience. Because you have the opportunity to. Whatever, man. I'm Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so she's so insightful. Thompson? Yes. I promise you, I am not trying to come at you. No, I'm not I saying that you, you are. I want you to be the best version of yourself. No, I'm not So when saying... I see something, I'm going to point it out because I care about you. And after one of these times, you know how like you keep doing something and mom keeps popping you for it? Mm-hmm. Like and but you like it, so you still do it and you get popped. I'm waiting for the point where you're like, is it really worth getting popped? Oh, what I miss. Nothing. It, 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 that, that's that what our initial topic that you said when you go to the bathroom and it just got made off to like what a is whole this different video? topic. I just keep watching. It's white people um, stealing shit. That is what it is. What are y'all talking about? Are y'all talking about Joe Biden and Charlamagne? No, we didn't get to that topic because it got Joe Biden and Charlamagne, nigga. We got we're at two fourteen. This is the last one we'll do because we're gonna skip the last. He made generic comments about the video and the two people who were in the video, and then about what people? Those people? Um, Charlamagne and um. 
That's Joe she, Biden. Joe she Biden. got me because I said, I was like, old Charlemagne and new Charlemagne, are we going to differentiate between the two? And, and that's how I read about how, I, how asked I was him wrong said that. to assume because, you know, less media access in previous years. Like, there was a point where I used to get excited just to drive through New York because I could listen to Breakfast Club or something like that. Or yeah. if I went there. Then the internet comes out. I, I mean, it was out, but like the ready access to YouTube. They got syndicated. No, they right. just got syndicated. That's it. Let him finish, though. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But, but she said, you just heard less of him before. Like, it was easier for you to stomach Joe Budden being Joe Budden. Also, Charlamagne. Earlier, but he's in Charlamagne because they were the same person. You just get, now they get more famous, so you get more access to see who they actually are. And when you get to see that, you have to make a decision. Charlamagne's a better narcissist, but he's still a narcissist. Yeah, I, but that was my main point. Was, yeah. Oh, but old that. Charlamagne was, huh? was better, and she was just kind of like, no, you just saw. Old who? Less of the only reason, I told him the only reason why he thinks that old Charlamagne is better is because. I said there's no difference between old Charlemagne and current Charlemagne. They're the same person. The only reason why you like old Charlemagne better is because you knew less about that person. Therefore, it was easier for you to assume that that person was more At like At one you point, though, I used to view Charlemagne as like a a concise, pointed interviewer. Like he pointed. No, pointed. His questions would be pointed, like very sharp and particular, like mm-hmm. where, what he was saying. And I felt that when he was like less popular because it is more difficult to be a really strong personality when you're less yeah. popular it's, it's once you're very popular it's like you can do anything and people will just cult the personality yeah, but or when whatever. you get to that point where you're not as popular as you want to be but not as popular as you used to be you have to now make a choice of what kind of content you're going to produce and what you're willing to do in order to get to that level of popular that you thought was unattainable mm. I don't disagree yeah. with that yeah I mean I see that See, in my mind, he was just always the same dude, even when it was difficult. So I kind of gave him some breaks. Mm-hmm. He's not. Like, he's the same he's, nigga. It's like when you're dating somebody, right? At the beginning, you're like, I just don't love you. And at the end of a uh, relationship with somebody you're really not supposed to be with, it's like, I just don't love you anymore. It's not that I don't love you anymore. It's like the more I got to know you, the less I started to love you because your initial impression is different from who you actually are. Breathe. Yeah. No, I see that. That's... That's good. That's yeah, but I mean, these two guys against each other—it's really, it's really, it's really clean cut. It's there's no confusion. Last year, Charlemagne criticized Joe and said he doesn't really understand business and everything that he touches, he blows up and he and he and he and he messes up because of his ego and his entitlement because he knows his value and blah blah blah. Joe took that, went on the podcast, one hundred percent. But let me finish. Joe gets that. He hears all of that on the Breakfast Club. He goes on his platform on the pod, rips Charlemagne a new one, slanders him, talks all of this shit. To Charlemagne's credit, he reaches out to Joe, reiterates what he says, explains why he said what he said. Joe agrees to it, says, yeah, you're right. I be bugging. Like, I need to do better with not being emotional, and I do need to pay more attention to how I do bit behind the scenes, though. Behind the scenes, oh. they don't. This is not a conversation that we hear. I'm a. I'm making all of this like up because it was a good conversation. Charlemagne leaves that conversation thinking everything is okay. He goes back on his podcast. I talked to Charlemagne. Da da da. Everything was Gucci. Uh, but blah 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 blah. Blue 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 blue. Blee, 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 la 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 la. And effectively, nope, no, burnt, no 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 no. Nope. So, no, I'm not. Even, I'm, it's a little bit. 
It's just, nigga, if he loses the fight, I'm just going to say, I told you so, bitch. That's it. I'm going to get you the orange juice, bro. I'm, I'm not even going to tip But you're supposed to be fighting soon, so. <laughs> I'm not drinking. I'm just telling you I'm not drinking. We're going by what you told us, bro. No, no, no. I appreciate that. Exactly. That's no, 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 no. That's yeah. as much as you No, no, no. I appreciate it. But I also didn't come out. Um, so I hadn't drank in a month. And then I was, I drank. You started on my birthday. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, but that, but it doesn't mean you got to make up for it, big fella. But any hooser. So Charlemagne just wasn't feeling that. He said, you're saying one thing to your fans. You're performing. You're entertaining them and saying all kinds of wild shit. But I know that you're lying. I know you're not telling the truth. And he was like, oh, I'm you're good. You're to get cut up too. Well, I'm good. It doesn't matter. You love me. You know what love is? Yes. Caring for someone enough to tell them the truth. You're about to be cut off. You have to tell me the truth. Lie to me. Yeah, nigga, you pour, pour a shot, shot in there. Future shit. A shot. Lie to me. <laughs> if you're driving, bro, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm toxic vibes right now. I don't give a damn. You're what? Toxic vibes right now. I don't oh, is damn. it demon time? Oh. I mean, it's always demon time. We're going to the strip club, though. Exactly. You're going stripping? Yeah. It's not the I'll same. Come. You're coming. Yeah, hey, your shorty's in there. Who? You know. Oh, she don't work there anymore. Oh, she quit? Yeah. Oh, she oh, moved shit. to another spot. Oh, a new spot. All right, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you get. Nick, motherfucker. Yo, I'm sick. Come on. Give me that shit. Go fast. I'll go down. Nigga, I'll whip your drunk ass. I'll still fight you drunk. This is what happens yeah, when I'll you're drinking. No. Yo, you gotta fight. You might have to drive. I am driving. Okay, then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm always gonna buy big bottles. It's on him. Like, I can drop him off. I can follow him to his house and make him sit in the backseat of my car. Which boo? You said boo. And so right, now, sure. now she don't work here no more. But now you're asking which boo. Which one you think, nigga? Uh, wait, what you saying? The Caucasian one. Oh, yeah, she probably still works here. Right? No, she does. I don't now, care. Yeah, I know you don't. We gonna be there, but nigga, put it down. Put it down, uh, stupid bitch. No, okay, she's go she's going club. home. She's let me tell home. you. Let me tell you why I don't go to the strip club because I did. I don't think I've ever told you why I don't go to the strip club. Why? Um, so oh, I work probably. I just gotta change. Continue. I'm sorry. I gotta change in the jeans. Yeah. On my sweats. I think I I, my I used to work with young women who were involved in. Uh, that's right. You told me that over a joint at yes. Sad. Yes. So um We were out there for a grip smoking. I used to I used to work with um young women who w- had been or were at risk of being human trafficked. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's crazy. Um gonna make me sad, but it's I, but I can I'm just letting you know I cannot go to the strip club because it's too close to the other type of life that I mm-hmm. condemned for them for so far and the fact that I might be able to see them there breaks my heart. If we're in Miami, you going? Maybe. Mm. But it's it's the, here's a fact. It's yeah. all up and down the East Coast. Well it's gonna be sustained for her because it's gonna be I, like, no, I get it. No, I get yeah. it. hundred percent. This like I can't see I can't see some of that shit too. And if I ever see a young lady that I mentored in the ship club nigga, I'm running out of there. Like uh Diamonds professor. Mm. Like, you are out of there. But I'm a man. Like, I'm going to go. I want to see some titties. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. I no one's saying there's nothing wrong with I, you. I get what you're saying. When it's ethical, I get it. it's good. When a 
Because I've known and dated women who that was their choice to do something. But something. it was young women they you worked with in group homes, nigga. No, 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 no. I agree. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. I know. That, I'm yeah. agreeing with you as well. When it's unethical, it's like, oh my God. Sex work is good work when it's ethical, but when it's unethical, it's is terrible. It, no, when it's, when it's not it a the, choice, it's unethical. Is it the ass or the titties? They don't get that reference. Only I do. And it's, is it the titties or the ass? It's both. It's actually the legs. If a girl, if a woman has nice calves, sign me up. I'm an ass man. I don't give a Oh, you're just asking generically. Yes. But it's a, it's a behind reference. He gets it. But I'm saying. He's all ass. ass. Look at his Y'all want to know my answer? He got ass eating lips. I feel like, I feel like ass. Look at this nigga's lips. 100%. Me? But I know Tiddy, you're, I know you're an ass person. Good too, though. So like really, this, like, I feel like you appreciate a good ass. Me, personally? Um, Yo, that's I need to go to the strip club with you, bro. We're way off topic, but I would love to give her Damn. fifty dollars in ones to this... throw on the fattest ass at Magic City. I'm not on God. I feel like we was. <laughs> I want to see we we gonna stick her nose in that ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think... I just, I just, I just want to see how you react to just like all yeah. that. It's right here. Yeah, just like we <laughs> just sitting there. Ass for head. I feel like you're an ass person. I feel like you appreciate good ass. You know, sweetie, don't take me to the strip club because then I'm going to ask, how are you doing today? And we're going to be, the strip is going to be sitting Never next mind. to Bring yeah, them down. That's right. Not. Never mind. Never mind. Joe and Charlemagne. They had, pro- well, Charlemagne cut this nigga Joe off. It sucks for Joe because Charlemagne is plugged in like a motherfucker. He's being asked to be on task force by the Biden administration and Dr. Fauci to Damn. like you know motivate black people to get but, vaccinated yeah. for COVID and all this who's, who's doing it? Charlemagne, Charlemagne is being asked yeah, by no, yeah so he's I got said, oh because he interviewed Biden he that's, he that's why he calls him the better narcissist yep. uh, yeah he's better at it and he knows how to cultivate relationships and Joe I does love not. It. I and love Joe it. does not. But, you know, his response was pretty fucking casual. He was like, yo, man, uh, yeah, he burned the bridge with me because he's fake. Like, you, you said one thing on the phone and you did another thing for your fans. I can never fucking unsee it. You're a liar to me forever. And I wish you nothing but the best, but you're not going to fucking eat with me anymore. You're not allowed in my house or at my table. And I respect that about uh, Charlemagne, even though he is of the ultimate troll. Chris... If you hear this nigga, and I'm going to send this to you because I'm petty, your bitch ass should have been here because I wanted you to present your devil's advocate point. Facts. In, uh, and he said that to me verbally. Yeah, in in uh, defense of Charlemagne. But again, you stun it because that's what you do. You're a stunting ass nigga. Yeah. So you can never be mad at a nigga for not following through on a movie date with your bitch ass because mm. you never come to the pod. And this mm. is a month. This is a month straight. This is four weeks in a row. Mm. Uh, that's the last topic that we'll tackle for the night. We are going to wrap because we're at two and a half hours. Bree Bree, sign off. Thompson, sign off. Or, yeah, no, Thompson, sign off. Bree Bree, sign off. I sign off. <laughs> I go by name of Thompson, a.k.a. Cootie, a.k.a. DJ Incredible. You know a.k.a. Red Velvet. Red Velvet, you know what I mean? It's Red Velvet today, baby. Yeah, I mean, I'm on some uh, Red Squad. Yo, Big Max. Nick Cannon head ass. <laughs> I'm on some uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? I'll put on your red dress. And your hockey heels. Okay. What's his name? Yes. Uh, Johnny Gill. 
It's not Johnny Gill. I don't know who it is. Johnny Gill. Is it? Yes. It is Johnny Gill? Oh, shout out to you for getting it right. Johnny Gill Gill was supposed to be the next. DJ, you surprised me. I had it's all good, you're not incredible, but, but you surprised you know, me by getting that right. Yo, fuck you. I don't care, but I'm here. You already know the vibes. I'm here. Out. I'm quit, and okay. I ain't going nowhere. Duck. Got it. It's a duck. Wait to listen, man. I told him the duck. He's nope. just in the line of Go ahead. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you guys know the deal. Yeah. It's the pregame podcast. Mm. Tell a friend to tell a friend Bars. to tell their mother. Bars. So that Thompson don't get his ass kicked tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck I do? I didn't do shit. Um, <laughs> what the fuck did I do? And All right, Pee Wee. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their mother so everybody hears about the pregame podcast, okay? Thousand percent. Um, you know, if if your mother's not in your life or if she has passed on, so sorry for your loss, tell the person who talks the most mm. in your life. Because one thing that moms will do is when they find something good, they're going to tell you about it. Mm. They're going to tell you about it multiple times. Mm. You ever hear your mom talk about her best knife? Right. Every time she pulls out her best knife, she's talking about her best knife. So when I say tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their mother, I mean that shit. 100%. Everybody needs to hear the pregame podcast. 1000%. 1000%. Janito, sign off, please. I can't follow that. That's a guy. That was good. Sorry. Fuck. He's like rubbing his nipples and shit. Never mind, Janine. <laughs> Thank you for being here, sir. We appreciate you. Vole, Bree Bree, Thompson, motherfucker Chinito, special guest. Episode 222 of the pregame podcast. We love you guys. Keep listening. Keep supporting. I got uh, I got some shit for y'all niggas. My co-hosts don't even know, but when they find out, they're going to be like, oh, you oh, motherfucker. Shit. I can't wait to surprise them. Just like I cannot wait to surprise you. Goddamn, it's June shit. Love y'all. And until next week, man, peace. And, of course, we can't forget the... Hair grease. Holler!